Hey, you're listening to That Time We Woke Up in a Podcast and Had to Explain Manga, our heated adventures overanalyzing manga we find interesting, otherwise known as the Over Manga Cast. This week, we got a good show for you. We are revisiting Chainsaw Man by Tatsuki Fujimoto. We're reading chapters 23 through 52, which gets us uh, all the way through the Katana Devil and then into the end of the Bomb Devil arc. So um, for those who did your reading, we got a good show and a lot of craziness for you. Uh, For everyone else, uh, buckle in. It's going to be a ride. Let's begin. Hello, everybody. My name is Sam. I don't think we need to go over the um, familiarity with the series at the opening this time, because this is a part two episode where we uh, did some more Chainsaw Man. So you already know my entire experience with this. You listened to the last episode, presumably. If you haven't, go do it. It's really good. (laughs) Jacob here. Similar, but not actually quite the same, because uh, as noted at the end of the last episode, uh, this dum-dum didn't correctly read our reading list and actually had read a little bit into what we read this time. I hadn't already read everything we did in this section, but uh, I, I did actually already read a little bit into about halfway through. And oh boy, um, I was glad I did last time. But I reread all the things that were on the list this time. I kind of wish I was a faster reader and could just reread the entire thing from the start, because knowing what I know from where I accidentally stopped reframed a lot of stuff I didn't like. Yeah, and then uh, Matt here, I'll finish this off. Uh, I'm actually the only difference between all of these at this point. Uh, I have completed Chainsaw Man as it is currently, and now I am dragging these three through the mud to try and catch up with me, (laughs) because, dear God, I need someone to talk about this series with. (laughs) So, if you uh, desperately also need someone to talk to, please reach out to at OverMangaCast on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) And Jay, well, yeah. Yeah, and finally, guys, back at part two with Chainsaw Man. As Sam said, check out part one for those who haven't. You'll know my thoughts, feelings. I'm really excited for this part two. Let's dive on in, guys. Because mm-hmm. where we left off last time, Matt masterfully manipulating the cliffhangers inherent in this manga. We had last seen Makima dead in a train, having gotten shot in the bloody head. And we continue from that because this was not just an attack on Makima in the train. This was a coordinated assault against the entirety of Section 4. With guns. With guns. How with- can they have guns? Only the police and devil hunters have guns. Mm-hmm. And they have guns and they, boy, howdy, are they using them, attacking all of the members of Section 4 that we have come to know over the previous bunch of chapters. We have Himeno and uh, other guy whose name I can't recall. They get attacked. I'm not going to lie. You know, I I mentioned this reframing some of the stuff I read. I much greatly preferred this section, and I'm definitely going to be doing a lot of do praising of an excellent section of Chainsaw Man. Most of the section for characters, especially the ones that got killed, I didn't even bother learning their names because I hated all of them. <laughs> and what I said previously of Chainsaw Man, and we're going to get into it. There, There's one particular part I want to highlight later. But 
I'm not retracting what I said previously about Chainsaw Man because I don't think it puts its best foot forward. You kind of have to care about the characters for them all getting slaughtered to mean anything to a reader. And I didn't like any of these people. I didn't learn any of their names. I barely learned Aki's name. I think the main like impact of the scene is less, oh no, all these characters I deeply love are dying. It's more, wow, this is a concentrated hit. Like this is a mafia movie scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we do move into characters who you should know their names because the four characters most focused on at this point, other than Makima, it is kind of notable that like there's a little old lady who pulls a gun like you, there's there's the people you expect. There's a bit of dark comedy in the little old lady pulling a gun and, yeah. and shooting someone in the face. It's intense. But then we eventually pull into a diner. And instead of having these kind of spooky, almost realistic, like hit squad moments where people are are ambushing individuals, we then go right back into manga world where the bad guy explains his motivations before he does anything. That's not a complaint, by the way. We have Power, Denji, Himeno, and Aki all sitting down for some food when another guy sits down and says, Hey, Denji, you killed my granddad. Wait, what? (laughs) Do you know how little that narrows it down? (laughs) But yeah, this guy, uh, I don't know if we actually do get his proper name, but he is the grandson of the old Yakuza that Denji was basically a slave under. Not even basically, literally a slave under. Yeah. Indentured servitude. He was getting a paycheck. And that's true. Okay, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, that's true. Technicalities. This was the guy who made the mm, spectacular decision of making the deal with the zombie devil and subsequently got zombified and then chopped to bits by Denji when he first became the Chainsaw Man. And this guy takes offense to that. (laughs) I mean, I guess it's his beloved grandpa and everything, but like... Come he on. does explain. He's like, yeah, I know the Yakuza are ne- a necessary evil. Yeah, there's a running theme of that where he's like talking about how, oh, the drug and extortion money that my grandfather got, he spent on his family. And it, it like there's a lot of that case where uh, not so much when we get to the main villain of what we read, but like this whole first part, there's a lot of. Oh, well, I'm not just enriching myself on the suffering of others. I'm actually helping. And like, it's so transparent, yeah. which actually actually ends up being kind of clever leading into who does become the main villain of this. But we'll get to that. It's very obvious that he's just making excuses for criminal nonsense, at which point Denji being who he is does not give a damn he doesn't care yeah. i don't care that your grandfather was a was was nice to you he was an asshole to me and he abused me and then he made a monumentally stupid decision that got himself killed and then i dismembered his body because it was attacking me yeah denji's entire like response to this is and this is my problem how which yeah. I, gr- I greatly appreciated out of him <laughs> Well, it's because that entire speech he gives is essentially just, oh, woe is me. I'm personally affected by this, so suddenly it's a tragedy. And Denji's just like, I don't even really care, buddy. I'm just eating a sandwich here. (laughs) Yep. But alas, this guy does care quite a lot and pulls a gun and gats Himeno, uh, manages to get Aki in the shoulder, and then Power gets in his face and socks him. And Denji as well. The first thing he does is shoot Denji in the head. Then right uh, between the eyes, it's a heck of a shot. Yeah, Himeno in the chest. And then by that point, everyone's getting up and moving. And that's why Aki is. Is he hit in the shoulder? I think he's just grazed. 
he isn't as injured as the rest of them, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. The art does a good job of making this very chaotic and surprising scene feel chaotic mm. because the actual shooting is from the POV of the shooter. You know, we see his gun almost like Doom style move to Denji and then to Himeno and then to Aki, who by that point has shifted up and moved. Again, proving that this manga is just excellent when it comes to the sequential art nature of the comic. Oh, and it's it's great because this guy knows exactly how to deal with fiends is mm-hmm. you shoot them through the head so they cannot activate their powers because if they haven't activated their powers, they cannot regenerate. Mm-hmm. So Denji is dead until he can activate his power. Yes, which he's dead. <laughs> Which he can only do if he's force-fed blood at this point. Or if uh, somebody pulls the ripcord in his chest. The ripcord is unique to him. The fiends can be killed. Like, you do enough damage to them, eventually they'll be killed. But, like, if you if you normal person kill a fiend, they can be revived with blood. Which is one of the reasons they're so difficult to deal with and why you need people specialized to do it. He is, in the, in the moment at least, eliminated the threat of Denji and also... The further we go into this particular fight, the more clear it will become. They don't want to actually destroy Denji. Yeah, they want his heart. Specifically, the gun devil wants his heart. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, that actually completely threw me for a loop because throughout the entirety of the first part of the reading, we're told that the gun devil was this nebulous evil force that just randomly showed up and caused a a completely insane amount of damage and then vanished just gone off the face of the earth no one knows where it is where it went what it's doing and no one's seen hide or hair of it since the initial incident and you know they established the whole thing of when you find gun devil bits they are attracted to each other you get enough bits you find the whole thing i thought that that would just be like the arc going forward and dealing with various devils in the way the fact that just suddenly the gun devil is an active agent in the story even if it hasn't appeared yet actually it threw me i did not expect it and it was a in my opinion a very uh interesting and good decision by the mangaka gun devil basically at that point goes from pretty much just being the cthulhu the unknowable thing that is too big to you know the sacred chicon jewel (laughs) (laughs) Um, well even more so than the than the bits of flesh the actual gun devil itself is basically treated like an elder god. Like, it has consciousness, but it comprehends things on a different scale from you. And nothing you say or do or affect or change, it will always be below this thing's notice. But um, at this point, it's established that, no, it's very aware of how weird Denji is. And it wants things, which I was not expecting. The reason why it didn't throw me as much, because, you know, it like, it is a twist, and I get what Sam's saying about it being a surprise, but it's like... All the devils and fiends that we've met up to this point have been active agents. For example, the way Aki treats the gun devil, he treats it like an elder god. You know, he's Captain Ahab going after the white whale. And the white whale isn't supposed to be like an active... Yeah, it's not supposed to know about you. It's a metaphor. Mm -hmm. Just because of the way all the other devils had been acting, it didn't stun me. It takes the story in a different direction and accelerates it. Matt saying that like he's finished the story... If they hadn't done something like that, they could have Shikan jeweled this story and had it go on for a billion chapters. 
Yeah. Even more so, they could have had the gun devil just be one stepping stone and always have a bigger devil out there. But having the gun devil care about Denji in particular narrows the focus of the story to something that is like you can see, you know, the, the breadth well, of the story. He doesn't care about Denji. He is concerned with something involving Denji, which yeah. brings them into direct conflict with one another. Well, I mean, no, he wants Denji's heart, which is yeah. the chainsaw devil. So yeah. that, that's pretty established. That like tightens the focus of the story, so to say, because mm -hmm. we have that figured out and it looks like this guy's about to get a clean quadra kill. But then, you know, power knocks him down and Aki goes in and does the whole nothing personnel sword thing. <laughs> Oh my god, the curse sword that is a nail? He doesn't get to that yet. But, uh, he just uses his regular sword for this to defeat him. Oh no, wait, no. He uh, sorry, I forgot. He doesn't even draw us he doesn't even draw a sword. He uses uh the fox devil. Right. Yeah, he, right, right, he right. uses con. And the fox devil immediately goes, What the hell are you doing, man? This thing is way too pop. Yeah, the fox devil does not like eating fiends, which mm -hmm. It gets brought up later again when another Fox Devil user tries to do the same thing. And it's just like, wait, this tastes bad. I'm out. Well, he tries to say I'm out. Then he also gets exploded. Fox Devil, shockingly unreliable for how very powerful it seemed when first introduced. Every devil fight we've seen up until this point has to be contextualized with none of them are stronger than a handgun. Yeah. That is the world we're in. Handguns are better than devils up to a certain point mm -hmm. pretty much the fox devil tries to eat this guy and he explodes into the katana fiend <laughs> yes and this is just a name thing they look like machetes they do look like machetes maybe this is a translation thing i don't know calling him like the blade fiend would have made more sense uh, uh, the, uh, they, they, they call him the blade devil specifically excuse me jacob uh, the best known blade in the entire history of the world is the <laughs> katana. It has been folded 700 times. That's why I say it's probably a translation error. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, it's accurate. It's probably accurate. Japanese mangaka being a Japanese mangaka. Oh, yeah. Japanese swords are the best kind of swords, yeah. the best kind of swords around. You gotta know the territory. But yeah, this guy, he looks... Uh, an awful lot like Denji. He's got the weird head, which has a bit of a Jotaro hat going on. Uh, he's got blades coming out of his forehead and his forearms. And he can do the samurai movie, like one stroke super flash move thing. Can we talk about my favorite part? Is he activates his fiend powers by unsheathing his hand? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't we don't see that the first time. Because he, he explodes out of Khan, but... But that is his fiend trigger. He unsheaths the sword by essentially cutting off his hand and removing it to reveal a sword. Yeah. The, the way it looked to me, he just takes it off. Like, he can just take it off. I assume that's because his blade has already formed in his hand, knowing how, like, fiends work is... Mm. Denji, when yeah. he pulls that cord, it rips his flesh apart. It rips his flesh open. It looks really silly because it looks like he can screw his hand back on. It does, it does kind of look like a prosthetic in the moment. But yeah, then we get an amazing just series of chapters of this fight that just goes throughout the entire city. Or no, we don't get there yet. Yeah, it, does, it, does, it doesn't go through the entire city. 
It destroys the heck out of this poor diner, though. Because <laughs> he's fighting Jimeno. But we also cut back to some of the aftermath of the uh, the other attacks, including we finally get an answer to that cliffhanger on the train. Makima's fine. She's fine. <laughs> Which I called last episode. I did not buy that she was dead for a second. She is the worst. And I... I hate Makima so much. What are you talking about? I hate her even more after this reading. She's just got some blood splattered on her, and they thought she was already dead, so they didn't bother shooting her. The blind hatred, Sam. (laughs) Makima's perfect. The more I learn about Makima, the more I despise her. I I don't despise her. I kind of just see her as, you know, one of those characters who has her own agenda, her own objective. Yes, it's super shady and super calculating, but it's interesting. You see, we hate the things we fear. You you just don't understand. You need to love Makima. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not on board with Matt, like saying I'm in love with her. But look, she I, has I, I told me she's the best, so obviously that must be true. <laughs> I, I feel like I, I feel like I need to clarify. It's not that I hate Makima as she exists as a character in the story. Her function as a character in the story is exceptionally entertaining and very interesting. And in that regard, she's great. I hate her as a person. <laughs> you just don't want to meet her in a dark alley, which fair. And I wouldn't want to meet her in a fully lit, crowded street. Well, then you might want to delete that last text message, Sam. Ah, <laughs> she's alive. She clowns on the assassins. Beautiful. We've not actually seen Makima do anything up to this point. Like we've seen her be manipulative mm-hmm. and it's like she's the type of character who will She'll, like, manipulate people who are totally unawares, Denji in most cases, but she'll also manipulate people who, like, know they're being manipulated and just don't bother to care like Aki. Mm -hmm. We've seen her soft stats, so to say. We've never actually seen her in a direct conflict before. Well, we see it now. (laughs) She can definitely handle her own, jeez. Um, Do we have the name of who the devil she contracted with the 30 devils that she has to have a contract with we know none of them and the series yeah. seems to be deliberately withholding all of it because mm-hmm. there's there's more than one there isn't an absolute minimum three yeah and i'm guessing it's even more than that which makes you wonder the things that she gave up in those contracts mm-hmm. yep. yep yep yeah i, I do gotta say the reaction shot of makima waking up is beautiful because it's the guys on the train having just completed the assassination and they're like all right we got to get out of here mission accomplished the, the, the doors will be open on that side so we'll blend into the crowd over there and then makima just stands up behind them like a, like the horror villain that she is yeah a guy looks over his shoulder and there she is just standing there good thing you wore his brown pants and uh you know, train pulls up in the station. Makima steps out covered in blood and says, there's bodies inside. Get them cleaned up to the people from public safety she was meeting. Uh, and, and she's like, there's a coordinated attack going down on the rest of my team. I need about 30 convicts from death row or life in prison. The highest elevated shrine that you can find in a new set of clothes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the agents that she's meeting oh makima you have blood on you oh don't worry it's not mine she lies straight to their faces i mean uh-huh. some of it isn't hers some of it isn't let's be fair but i just like the relatively calm demeanor too of her demands 
it's the sheer confidence that she exudes. Yeah, she's she's not concerned. She's not rushing. She's just pissed off that her her schedule is being thrown off now. Like, is she even pissed off? That's another thing. <laughs> now that we know that she's contracted with however many devils, we don't know what she's given up. Maybe she doesn't feel much of anything anymore. We see an angry expression on her for a panel. And yeah. that's about it. I read her as being like quietly furious that these people have ruined her day plans. <laughs> and ruined her clothes. Like, come on, man. No one yeah. wants, you know, wet pants. Look, anyway, non-issue with Makima's fight. You're really glossing over my girl, Himeno, after uh, Aki is about We're to get taken there. out. That happened before this. <laughs> Himeno, Himeno does have a great moment. Is, yeah, that, is, that, of... is that the cowardly one? No, 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 no. Kobeni, okay. Jacob, Kobeni is a natural treasure, and you will not disarm. <laughs> no, okay, one immediately flakes out and says, we're just going to kill Denji because it's convenient. In all okay. fairness, Kobeni gets a lot of um, character help in this section we read. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that that's fair to say. I still don't like her, but yeah, she gets a lot better. <laughs> yeah. She's much more tolerable as a character, yes. She she attained ultra instinct somehow. I don't know. Oh, she did the thing that what happens to uh, devil hunters is when they finally give up on being normal, they are incredibly good at their jobs. Yeah, yeah you just stop trying to be human and being normal and calm, and you're great. Just don't do the thing. We're talking way too much about Kobeni when we haven't even mentioned Hope. Himeno, we Himeno. have to talk about her because she is one of the. I really grew attached to Himeno, especially as we got before we wrapped up the part one, she really grew on me because she, you know, tried to, well, aside from, you know, being overly flirtatious, really tried to get to know Denji for a short while. And we also got to understand a little bit more about her relationship or mentorship. I can't decide. Mentorship turns romance. <laughs> yeah, with Aki. I think it was more like a sibling. Like she really saw him as like a younger brother or something. I don't know. She wanted to get with him, if I remember. I was going to say, she specifically said to Denji, because you were nice enough to not take advantage of me while I was drunk, if you help me get in bed with Aki, I will help you get in bed with Makima. That like, mm -hmm. it was it was that overt. So the, yeah. the thing about Himeno is you're not quite sure how much of that is just her personality. Like, yeah, it, it sounds to me like it's like a cover for something. Like, obviously, she's had a very traumatic upbringing, but also like work life and then... Aki, I know he's probably really good looking, comes into her life. Aki is confirmed to be very good looking. Yeah. As only very good looking guys can contract with the uh, the fox devil. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, actually, to contract for the fox devil's head is only hot people, because there is the ugly guy who has the paws. Yep. Himeno is extraordinarily protective of Aki. You're supposed to get attached to Himeno in particular, because, um, you know, this fight happens. And basically what we get is my man Aki reveals that he is your dark edgy shonen protagonist and reveals that he has a sword that yep. is secretly a curse nail that every time he activates his deal with the curse demon for it, cuts a portion off the end of his life. He has used this sword so many times he has two years left to live. Mm -hmm. Great. Did I mention again it looks like a nail? This katana yeah. looks like a nail. It is a nail-ass nail. 
It's really edgy. The way that it works is great because he places the tip against the person and goes, fire. And then a big spooky finger appears and flicks the end of it and drives it into them. And then a mouth in the darkness counts down. Yeah, I was going to say it counts down for some reason. Well, you have to do it three times to activate the effect. Mm -hmm. So you don't accidentally activate it, I guess. Uh, I guess. You know what? That makes sense. And then it gets down to zero and the cursed devil manifests and rips them into bloody pieces, which happens to Katana Boy. Essentially blood eagles him because it's two rib cages that rip him in half. And it's like, all right, cool. Good job, everybody. We won the fight. This is great. Let's get some medical attention for Himeno and get some blood in Denji so he can wake up. And then another person shows up. Yeah, then, <laughs> then, then we get uh, then we get the nope rope. The woman who contracted with the snake devil that I can't remember the name of. Yeah, I, I, I was looking for her name and I couldn't find it. She very well might not have said it. Yeah, I just have her as snake girl in the notes. She doesn't say it. Eventually we do get her name is skipping ahead, but Makima does a thing to get their names. But right. um, it doesn't really matter that much because um, she is an imposing force that they can't hope to directly face and yet have to. Can we just appreciate how many people must be afraid of snakes that a contract with a snake devil is more powerful than the majority of other people's contracts? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Chainsaws are already like one of the highest ranked ones. A gun devil. People are terrified of guns. I mean, more fair. than anything else. Yeah, we've kind of established at this point that some of it, if you try to litigate it, does get a little bit weird. <laughs> Like mm-hmm. the tomato devil? There's a yeah, there I was just gonna say there's a tomato devil that exists. That is also something Denji beat barehanded as a 14-year-old, so maybe <laughs> Yeah. It is one of the weakest that we've had. There's weird power scaling because they care more about There there might also be a thing where like it could be one person with very visceral fear or a lot of people with a very subtle fear. Because if you live in a place that has a lot of gun violence, you might not be uh, viscerally afraid of guns all the time, but you might have a subtle ongoing tension of fear in your life. And then if you are a person being held up with a gun, you are in a situation where you could die, and that is extremely viscerally terrifying. And those two things combined together make the gun devil so mighty. I was just about to comment on this is I think the snake devil is so powerful because so many people are casually afraid of snakes. It's something they interact with potentially daily Mm -hmm. as opposed to a katana, which isn't really that scary anymore to your average person. It's kind of antiquated. But it's also clear that katana devil boy has done a lot of training Mm -hmm. with its power. There is also a factor that when it comes to like some of the silly Fear equals power scaling stuff. You can kind of excuse most, if not all of it, because if the something devil has just enough fear to terrify an individual being, I feel like if you're afraid of that devil, that makes that devil more powerful anyway. Mm-hmm. So it, it can very much be the fact that there's enough people scared of snakes that the snake devil was scary enough to frighten enough people to... To create a loop, essentially. The gun devil got more powerful because of its rampage is really more of a jokey joke of people being afraid of weird things makes odd power scaling because why are so many people scared of chainsaws and like fear is such a broad concept because like if you're a lumberjack dealing with chainsaws daily you might not be actively terrified of them but knowing that they are a dangerous thing you uh, treat them with a level of caution and that could be 
a subtle amount of fear. Th this is getting really deep into the nature of fear, and we are not the Magnus Archives, so. <laughs> not this episode. Man, Magnus Archives review episode. I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so Snake Girl, the thing that really amazed me with her devil powers was doesn't she... She loses fingernails, correct? I think that's what happened. She sacrifices one of her fingernails every time she summons a snake, which is kind of odd. I guess the nail doesn't grow back. I think it does. Not only does it grow back slowly, but it also leaves, you know, the sensitive skin at the tip of the finger exposed. So, like, you're constantly going to be inconvenienced by that until it very slowly grows back so Wear gloves, kids but <laughs> she shows up and she gives some blood to katana devil in order to wake him back up and it's like okay now it's a 2v2 i mean aki's still here power is still here we got this right and then katana devil just clowns aki he does the Wah! sword thing and Aki falls over, bleeding from multiple cuts. Yeah, it's it's very samurai movie where it's like uh, Snake Girl asks, why did this happen? And the Katana Devil is like, I let my guard down. I wasn't taking it seriously. And then the ad aspect ratio closes in on his not eyes for the flash step slash. And basically, this is all we need for Jimeno to go into full, not my Aki. I need <laughs> someone to cry for me when I die. It is a very powerful moment because Jimeno tries to summon the devil that she has a contract with. And it says, no, I ain't fighting that snake girl. She's scary. And Jimeno says, I will give you everything that I have. And the ghost devil agrees to this and manifests. And it's this horrifying thing of like a stitched up face and a bunch of hands as arms and ugh. and also the body and the body and like its legs. And it's really disgusting. And we see this thing appear and it's staring, not really staring because its eyes are stitched shut, but it's uh, facing off against Katana devil. And we just get a thought bubble from Himeno. Aki can cry. And it is a very striking tableau of a panel. Oh my God. I love this entire sequence of Jimeno slowly losing body parts mm -hmm. as the ghost devil just pummels into these two. It's so beautiful. As you can see the anguish on her face. The thing that was the most notable to me, because it's like this isn't Shonen Jump, so you expect certain tropes. I'll give you everything as a sort of nebulous thing to say. And then she does the gesture of of like sicking the uh, ghost devil on them. And then her sleeve falls because the arm is gone. And the look of shock on her face that the thing that she said would do is being done. Well, you can't fault her for that. Well, no, no, I, I'm not. I'm not faulting for her because suddenly it's real. Suddenly mm. it's happening. And that's like, like we've all been there, right? We know something is about to happen, good, bad or otherwise. But it's not real in your mind until it's on you. And like, and that's yeah. the moment where it's on her and she realizes everything means everything. And I'm going to be honest, like there was the scene where like a whole bunch of people got assassinated by a mafia don. That felt like a story element. I think Jimeno's death, which is happening right now before the audience's eyes, is their wake up call that Chainsaw Man is not going to be your average shonen where people get away from the consequences of their actions. Mm -hmm. They tell you multiple times these people have consequences for what they're doing. And you think, oh, it's a shonen. They'll weasel out of it some way and everyone will have a happy ending. And we watch Jimeno die. Mm -hmm. piece, piece by piece. Piece by piece. But what it's so shocking is the fact that it's relatively, I mean, we've 
watch people get hacked and like eaten alive and ripped to shreds. It's just a bloodbath. Hers is relatively clean. Mm -hmm. At least her death kind of seeped in deeper than others, just because it's kind of like there is nothing left, no corpse or anything. Yeah, it's just an empty set of clothes. There is no closure. It's just gone. Well, we do get a little bit of closure. Yeah, yeah. we get a little bit of closure in that uh, she is basically down to just her torso and her head. And she tells Aki, you need to survive so you can cry for me. And then she vanishes. And the big thing is, it looks like the ghost devil wasn't actually enough to defeat um, Katana Man and Snake Girl. Yeah, because snake girl summons the snake devil and it eats the ghost devil whole gone completely gone except for a single hand which pulls denji's ripcord bringing him back to life and we have chainsaw man erupt from the dead <laughs> yeah that is the thing that like became a bit of a consistent thing throughout this reading and i i just love it because we have these very serious very dramatic moments of character interaction and then denji wakes up <laughs> and we are back to the doom music blaring blood splattering flesh rending chaos that that we were praising so much in the first part even denji's character moments in this section follow mm -hmm. that exact arc yeah and denji stands up looks at katana man and snake girl and says hey you're bad guys right I love bad guys. I get to chop them up without feeling any remorse. <laughs> no one complains when I kill bad guys. Uh-huh. Yay. <laughs> win, win, win. I get to hurt things and I don't get in trouble. It's great. In fact, I get rewarded with food. Denji does engage them in battle. But uh, as we said, Katana Man is actually like trained and has his had his powers for a long time and doesn't just jump and put the sharp bits in people like Denji does. And so he kind of handily defeats our boy. Cuts him off arm by arm until we get like a Monty Python Black Knight scene. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is just Monty Python. We got to preserve the heart. Uh, some more of these goons have showed up. Let's just drag his body into the car and uh, get away with him. Let's go, everybody. And then the goons start exploding. <laughs> Well, first, the goons start, like, complaining of, hey, I need your help with this, and then random explosions. The bits of Denji that are left are still too heavy because, you know, his head is a chainsaw mm -hmm. on top of all the other weight. They keep telling this one guy, hey, help us. We need you to haul him into the car. And he's like, guys, something's wrong. Something's very wrong. I'm telling you, I got I a bad feeling about... I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And they, they just explode into only blood. Mm -hmm. Yes, we we cut to the perpetrator of, of this extraordinary violence. No shock. It's Makima. She has all the convicts lined up and she tells them to say a name, at which point they say the name. And then she like pantomimes with her hand doing something. Several of them just get flattened into the pavement and they are just a splatter of blood on the ground. And then the convict who said the name flops over dead. <laughs> Mm -hmm. because Makima. And the most important part about this is all the convicts are like ceremonially kneeling in a line in the shrine and they are all blindfolded and the two members of the special force division have to also blindfold themselves because Makima is reports directly to the uh, top brass herself 
As such, the devil she is contracted with is a national security secret. The thing that I really noted is the thing that she does with her hands kind of looks like she's like, okay, you you all like played with Play-Doh as a kid, right? It looks like she's crushing Play-Doh between her palms. Yeah, and then the people whose names have been said by the convicts become that Play-Doh. That's mm-hmm. exactly what's going on. Because there's one where she twists, and it's like at first, you, as you expect, the neck twists, and then the whole everything twists, and then it explodes into blood because it's twisted that far. And she defeats basically the entire hit force by doing this with only katana man and snake girl left and they just have to drop denji and run poignantly the only ones who escape this are the people who she doesn't know the names of we don't know their names either as the uh audience mm-hmm. although denji should really have a good couple of guesses on uh, katana man's name yeah he I should don't, i don't yeah. think you know his owner's grandson though like do you really think that they'd ever met he should at least know the last name <laughs> Yeah, he should know the family name at the very least, but not if not if the grandfather had a daughter. Would Denji really hold on to that information? Given another good point, no one thought to ask Denji. But also, like, why would anyone ask Denji? Why would he retain that information? That doesn't get him food. That doesn't get him a place to sleep. He doesn't mm-hmm. care. Yeah, it also was clearly not needed because yeah, <laughs> Makima can just find out people's names and crush them. Yep. What makes her? Yeah, she has a particular method because she will ultimately learn the names of both of those people and any of the any of the Yakuza that she missed up to that point. That is in a little bit. First, we need a training arc. <laughs> Can we put like big quotation marks around this training arc? <laughs> uh, yeah. They essentially yeah. just throw him to a drunk old man to beat up. I and I don't know if you guys he I, I had a a, fa- a famous um, character in mind that I just can't remember. Who is like a famous drunken sensei that's not Roshi? Sean Connery. No. Jiraiya. Jiraiya drinks all the time. Yeah, Jiraiya is usually very drunk and also very horny. And this guy says that his three greatest loves are booze, women, and killing devils. Yeah. Which are good things to love when you're a devil hunter because you yeah. don't get much else. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. We're joking about it being a training session but it does work i mean Mm -hmm. there are two moments in this that i just absolutely loved the first part was after their first couple of training sessions where they were you know basically the guy well hold on let's 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 fully introduce this Uh, what happens is makima is like denji power you two need to become stronger i'm gonna hand you over to kishibi the strongest devil hunter we have he is going to whip you two into shape which the old man essentially goes, yeah, I'm the strongest devil hunter, so I guess any devil that can beat me must be the strongest devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we cut to him beating them up for a week. The first thing he does is break their necks with a hug. Never trust sensei. <laughs> oh, you know what, Jay? Were you thinking of the drunken guy from Dodgeball? Because he's very yes. much that type of sensei. Yes, Dodge. yes, thank you. If you can dodge a wrench, if you, you can dodge a ball. If you can beat me, you can beat anybody. Yes. <laughs> Not to say I dislike this character, but he basically reiterates something that we already knew about Devil Hunters. He's trying to get as much enjoyment out of breaking these two because they're toys that put themselves back together, and he always broke his toys. We've gotten this from every Devil Hunter up to this point. The two who really shine out of this are Denji and Power. Mm-hmm. Because there, there are two moments that just, very much it's the turning point. Because 
at one point if our dear reader if our dear listeners will remember from last time jake really did not like these two so this is big i mean i see i like denji until i didn't like denji this got me back liking denji again which i am very happy about and honestly it made me kind of tolerate power because this is power at her best um at one point they decide if we can't beat him with brute strength let's murder him with our intellect yeah this guy's totally fine he's completely safe <laughs> Well, because he said he's a, he said he's a chronic drunk and the booze has addled his brain. So they're like, we'll outthink him. And I love how their plan to outthink him is we'll dress like nerds. That'll make us smarter. <laughs> and like, that's the other part. They honestly look really cute in the glasses. <laughs> like, they've got like the little button up, the little like uh, nerd tie. Little the, outfits. It's so dumb. Glasses on and everything. They're totally twinning. It's a, it's a grid look. Mm -hmm. Their plan to kill him is pretty good for actually them. Decent. Yeah, no, it's actually, I mean, not even necessarily for them. That's a outright decent plan. Well, yeah, before they were just throwing themselves at him blindly, like saying we beat everything doing this, you know, doing it this way before. Why not do it again? Oh, it, right. It's a good plan if it didn't have to deal with reality, which Kashibi, Kashibi immediately points out is why they fail. Because mm -hmm. um, what happens is they hide behind their door, their apartment, and Kashibi's going to pick them up for training that day. But what they've done is lied in wait to kill him before they knock down the door. So Power takes a spear of blood, shoves it through the keyhole, to which the old man immediately dodges, because of course he does, and goes like, oh, mm -hmm. well. And then what happens was Power had hidden bottles of her own blood in the ceiling above him, which shoot out into another array of like javelins coming down around him. Which he also handily dodges. He also breaks them. Yeah. Which is weird because I think we've established the things Power makes out of her own blood are as strong as iron. Mm hmm. Yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily overtly supernaturally strong, but like he's Charles Atlas superpowers strong. We, we also established anything devil hunters can do is worse than having a gun. <laughs> it's kind of a weird middle ground. There. I, I don't know. The, the way they frame it is that this guy is the exception because he is the you know, he is the most powerful of. I, I should clarify. I think the, the point about a gun is no one's faster than a bullet. But he defeats their attack and he's like, OK, that was actually a good idea. But um, you rely too much on the blood weapons. I smelled it coming. Also, power's anemic. Mm hmm. Oopsie. And then, like, you know, and like Denji, after the, the spears come down, after he's dodging the spears, like Denji is already set. Honestly, the thing that Denji gets wrong is he doesn't account for a counterattack. Which, honestly, that's a good teaching. Well, these two are dum-dums. They don't really get smarter after this, but, like, they do learn. It, it, they do, which we see in the uh, next upcoming fight. But we have one more moment that I absolutely adore because it is also a Chekhov's gun into a callback. Uh, Kobeni's like, oh, no, wait, that's not a saying. Oh, yeah. no, <laughs> the secret sensei all along. Yeah, <laughs> Kishibe is like, all right, that was a good showing. Uh, I'm going to go start drinking. Uh, training's off for today. And they're both lying on the ground beat up going, yay, we don't have to go to school. And he walks, uh, he walks away. He gets out of sight. And then two knives fly out of the darkness and bury to the hilt in both of their heads. Yep. And he walks back in and he says, why did you beasts trust what the hunter said? Prey should never listen to what the hunters say. Mm -hmm. It's such a good line just in and of yeah. itself. It is. Essentially, what he's teaching them is people can lie to you if you're fighting to the death. Like, and they probably will. It's a thing shonen protagonists need to learn all the time. <laughs> if you're fighting someone to death, they can also just lie to you. 
Mm-hmm. But what is a common trope in those shonen, you know, fights is the fact they're like there is honor and you know sportsmanship, and they would never do that. That's they, why like, bad guys get away with it. Yeah, I know, but I mean that's that is a line in a lot of shonens is they'd say like there's honor. I'm gonna wait until he gets back up, or we're not gonna continue this fight. We'll rematch when you're when you're healed up or whatever. Like there's honor in their honor mm-hmm. fights. And this is another excellent subversion of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I, I lied. Sorry. Not sorry. Denji learns screw honor. That's for losers. Denji and Power aren't good guys shown in protags either. They're both liars. Well, remember the first questions that he asks them. Like, he specifically says, Do you align with humans or do you align with devils? And they say, Well, whoever, you know, wins and whoever provides for me, I don't care. Do you guys believe in if someone on your team dies, do you believe in revenge? And like Denji's like, that's very gloomy. Chainsaw Man goes out of its way to repeatedly say, we are not a normal shonen. Normal shonen actions will get you killed in this universe, which we cut to Aki's training arc. Yep. I like that Chainsaw Man is aware of what Aki is because they mock him for being the spiky shonen edgy pro tag that he is. Yeah, yeah, the two people that Makima went to go meet, they do basically walk up to Aki and say exactly what Jacob said. You're the spiky shonen bro tag, and that's a bad idea, you idiot. Well, because Aki's in the hospital after that fight, and we get a great scene of Power and Denji only showing up to eat his get well soon fruits. <laughs> yes. And then they leave, yeah. and then that's all they're in the scene for, and I love it. Hey, she left him one apple that is immediately <laughs> snatched up. <laughs> I don't know. I I feel like at least a part of Denji in particular is starting to get a little bit more along with Aki. Like, that seems more like siblings ribbing another sibling sort of interaction. We definitely get some confirmation, at least, that uh, I think from Aki himself, that the three of them have been getting along better in their home life as like things have been going on. There's also one other very important thing that is established with Denji and Power being in this scene. We learned that Denji uh, now has a nickname for Power. She is Powie. (laughs) It is very cute. Yes. You have betrayed the way of Makima. <laughs> There's one true ship in this manga. I'm no. still on your side, Matt. Okay, good. <laughs> but anyway, these two, Kurose and Tendo, they're like, all right, the Fox Devil is not going to continue to come at your beckoning after last time because that was a fiasco and it's not super strong anyway. You need a pact with a stronger devil. So come on. Essentially, what he gets told is less so that the Fox Devil won't help him anymore. It's more so Fox Devil's too weak. Mm -hmm. If you want to keep being a human member of the Special Forces, which Special Division 4, after all the other divisions died, was wound up into a single solid Special Division Force, which Makima at the head. And essentially, their workforce is all fiends and Aki and Kobeni keeps saying she's going to quit, but never actually does. Yeah, she's not uh, going to quit. Let's look, just... they're, getting their, they're getting their bonuses soon, all right? Fair. Yeah. Part of it is he tries to call Khan and it does not appear. It is also that the Fox Devil is done with Aki because Aki called him in a situation that actively pissed it off. But anyway, there there is now a flat out requirement that if you want to be a human member of the Special Forces, you need to contract with a stronger devil that is being captured by the Special Force Division. Mm-hmm. And that's not a requirement. That's either you resign or you do this. More and more of your humanity is, is being sacrificed. 
the further up you go. And it's great because um, they get told uh, that the one they've picked out for Aki is an incredibly strong one. Uh, the future <laughs> devil. Oh, God, I love this devil. It's great because um, <laughs> one of the guys says, yeah, no, one guy got off really rough. Uh, the future devil ended up taking half of his remaining lifespan. And you can just see Aki look at that offer. It's like, eh, that's not too bad. <laughs> Like one year, yeah. Like one year, two years. There's not a lot of difference there. I think while he's in the hospital bed is when we get revealed that he has two years left. Aki's perfectly fine with because two years is what he needs to get his job done. Especially with how things with the Gun Devil have been accelerating, he's perfectly fine just throwing away months because it's almost done. He only has one thing in his life that he cares about because he is an edgy, spiky shonen pro tag. Because he lives his life for revenge. And look what happens to him. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, we meet the future devil. Future Put devil. your face in me. I love the future devil so much. <laughs> it's such a good design. Yeah, he was also just trying to vibe with them. Is this a ship, Jay? No, he was just trying okay. to vibe with them. Like, initially, he's just like, hey. And he's just like, hey, I'm here to contract with you. It's like, the future is awesome. The future is cool, man. You gotta like... <laughs> yeah, that's what and it was. He, and then he's like, shut up, get to the point. He's T-posing to assert dominance. The future is cool. The future is cool. Say it with me. The future is cool. I want my contract. Man, you're no fun. I yeah. how powerful <laughs> this future devil is, has just been waiting in this cell, probably of his own volition. They can't yeah. keep him in here. He's just doing it because why ever? Well, it's clear that he enjoys seeing gory bloody futures because Ooh, yeah. he's like all right before i make a contract with you put your face in my stomach so i can see your future get in my put belly face in me <laughs> and aki does and the future devil starts cackling like man you're gonna go out hard dude there's gonna be so much blood it's gonna be painful as hell i gotta see this let me live in your eye you are going to have the absolute worst death. Allow me a front row seat. Seriously, uh -huh. this guy is just pure vibes. Which I I just want everyone who has been reading Chainsaw Man at this point to think that Aki is going to get out of this. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. I hope Himeno taught you, you do not get away from your consequences. A contract with a devil is permanent. And Aki doesn't care. Aki's like... I don't care how I die as long as the gun devil goes before me. I'm fine. Future devil is like, I know what you're thinking. That's it, right? Well, let me explain to you why this is actually worse than you think. Get in my eye. You no, because, yeah, the future devil also is like the devil of spoilers because he's just like, let me tell you how you die. Come on, let me do it, please. And Aki's like, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> just I get in my eye already. Why are we still standing here? Yeah, Aki's not very conversational. We get those two underlings on the outside, too, and they're like, oh, man, what'd he make you trade? Because everyone else had, like, the other guy who didn't have to trade half his lifespan lost his eyes, his tongue, and both his hands. Uh-huh. I thought it was his eyes, his sense of smell, his sense of taste. Essentially full sensory deprivation. And then Aki's like, it just lives in my eye now. And they're like, this guy's more, this guy's more shown in protag than we thought. <laughs> well, let's go back to Kyoto. Tokyo is a strange and silly place. <laughs> Tokyo is weird and full of lunatics. We're going back to Kyoto. Bye. Here, have a here, have a Coke. <laughs> yeah, and it's like there's a, like there's a very genuine moment, but I'm still going to have to point out the fact that they very directly say, 
you're some loser character out of a manga and that pisses me off that you are just doing this like uh-huh. you know you're a trope right yes i don't care no have a coke they are aware Bye. they are aware that's all i can say maybe if i had more energy for self-introspection i'd do something about it but i don't i've got a mission to complete it's a good scene because you know it it internally justifies itself as someone who did not like the beginning of this story chainsaw man pointing out one of its own issues was sort of fun and cathartic for me because like it had already won me back by this point but that was also kind of nice. <laughs> oh, that that entire scene felt like that was just like tapping someone on the shoulder. Like, hey, did you get the joke we're clearly putting in here? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know we might have been subtle before, but no, this is on purpose. <laughs> we have learned from previous chapters that subtlety is uh, not this comic strong suit. <laughs> oh, oh, man, the guy, the manga about a guy with a chainsaw for a head isn't subtle. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Clearly, we weren't going hard enough. <laughs> that is Aki's entire training arc. Now, Makima and the eyeballs. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. We're skipping over Denji and Power's final training mission. Because um, Kashibi is just like, hey, you've learned enough, like, just fighting me in general. We're only going to train once a week now. Let's go on a mission together. We heard there's some zombies in a building. This is intercut with the with eyeballs as well, though. Oh, yeah. This is leading them into this. Okay, you're right. Yeah. Because Makima, uh, for clearly the only devil contract power that she has, she needed to know the people's names. So she goes to the Yakuza. The first time I read this scene, I was very con Chainsaw Man. And you'll remember last time, I totally belabored the point that I said that my issues with Chainsaw Man was taste, not quality. Mm -hmm. Rereading this after... Like, like this is the second time I read it and I had read ahead of this and I had gotten some extra context. The first time I read Makima talking to this guy, Makima wants the names of all of the Yakuza members everywhere. Like she's she's asking something that is legitimately absurd, but it is also what she needs. And this guy is giving this greater good speech and Makima responds in a way that on my initial read I didn't buy for a second. It kind of annoyed me because like Makima honestly seemed worse than these Yakuza guys, even though they their justifications were garbage. It's it's after this next like big action set piece that was where I accidentally stopped last time that reframes this scene. I so much more buy when Makima says you don't get to choose what the greater good is. That's our job. And she when when they say, no, we won't give you the names of other Yakuza members, um, she says, OK, well, let me show you what real evil for the greater good looks like. And she p- places a bag in front of the guy and he's laughing because he thinks she's trying to bribe him like a pitifully small amount too. like this isn't a big bag. It's a paper lunch sack. You could fit a you could fit a sandwich and some chips in there. A stack of how, you know whatever amount, like like it's like a couple hundred thousand yen or something. A stack of whatever that. currency they use in Chainsaw Man. I don't know Chainsaws. <laughs> <laughs> At which point Makima says, "No, open the bag. They're eyeballs." The really great line that Makima says is, "We have someone that can put those back." It's not just eyeballs. It is the eyeballs of the relatives 
of everyone in that room. Every relative, father, mother, brother, sister, aunts, uncles, everybody. Well, in all fairness, it's just one relative for each person in the room. It's not an insanely large amount of eyeballs. It's the fact that they've taken the eyeballs out of one person. Everyone in that room cares about at least. Uh Yeah. Because they do not play, they need this information. (laughs) Yeah. And she says, you will give me this information and we will put them back relatively painlessly. I don't think she even says that. She just says they'll put them back. I think no, I, I think she actually does say relatively painlessly. She basically shoves back in this guy's face. I know what doing dark things for the greater good looks like. And you don't get to use that excuse with me because you have no idea the darkness that I deal with every day. And the first time I read that, I'm not seeing anything to say that Makima isn't just a straight up sadist. And I just didn't buy her response. Like it, you know, it didn't affect me, but Knowing what I know now and having reread it, oh man, that is one of my favorite scenes. And that really made me love Makima with the context that we get later. You you really got the raw end of the deal there because that line is direct foreshadowing for the number of devils she has contracted into this meeting. Like, you're a person. What you think is evil does not even comprehend <laughs> who I deal with on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. She goes up to a Yakuza boss and says, you sweet summer child. Perhaps I should clarify, it's the morality of it that I didn't buy the first time around. Yeah, that that's I didn't really clarify that that well. Like she's she's saying that I have the moral high ground. She has the moral high ground because she makes the moral high ground. That's that's the person Makima is. Her way is right. It fell flat to me without the context from later. But we'll get to what that context is in a bit because we're getting a little off track. It'll it'll be easier to explain in the moment because, you know, this works. Obviously, she gets all the names and also learns that the reason that these people have these guns is they have a contract with the gun devil for the low, low price of a couple hundred thousand yen and Denji's heart. They can have all of the guns they want. It's like a really small amount of money. too. It's not nearly, at least in Japan, what getting that many guns would be worth. Mm hmm. I love, I love the Yakuza bosses. Like, I don't know, maybe devils need money too. Like, I don't see the problem here. This is obviously a trap. Uh huh. Like, that, that screams to me like the gun devil made, I need something from you. What do you think would be a good deal? Like, oh yeah, money. I totally want money. <laughs> sure. Why not? Now go do my bidding, minion. It, I think it really just goes to show. My, I think my favorite part about the Yakuza as an organization in this story is they do really highlight exactly how ignorant the wider anyone outside public safety is of how devils actually work because every time the Yakuza has contracted with a devil, it has burned them horrendously far worse than what people with like insider knowledge from public safety have gotten. Not to say that the people from public safety haven't gotten burned. They very much have comfortably suffered serious consequences in these deals. They understand better what they're getting into when they're Uh dealing with devils. The Yakuza get actively screwed over in the worst possible ways. And it really highlights the gap, the, the huge chasm of knowledge between public safety and everybody else. The Yakuza tries to treat the devils like they're rival Yakuza families and they're not, they're devils. Uh-huh. And it 
also further goes to prove exactly why Makima is willing to go to these lengths. We do learn the location of our uh, Katana and Snake friend. They are in a hotel with the last of the zombies from the zombie devil. And oh, they fed a bunch of people to them. So now they got a zombie army. Great. Because all you need to make more zombies is a zombie. Yep. <laughs> I love how this is set up and you're just like, oh my God, is this is this just going to be Denji killing zombies? <laughs> yeah, is this going to turn into a zombie apocalypse manga? And then they're like, no, we're going to begin the assault. Uh, here, are, Here's the roster of new devils and fiends that have joined Division 4. They've already cleaned up the zombie problem. Do I hear Left for Dead music? Is that the tank <laughs> theme? Yeah, Division 4... I think a couple other devil extermination divisions and the police have surrounded this building and are assaulting the zombies. And Kishibe walks up to the cops and he's like, yeah, I should probably tell you who our non-human agents are just so you don't, you know, run afoul of them. Well, more so it, it's not so you don't run afoul of them. It's let me tell you the agents you are to shoot on site if they try to leave without permission. <laughs> yeah. We have the shark fiend who has the capacity because he is a shark to swim through any surface and also make his head become a giant shark to eat people. We have my favorite character in the entire manga now, the violence fiend. The violence fiend is amazing. <laughs> Normally, if a devil becomes a fiend, they give up some of their power for the other benefits that a fiend that being a fiend gives. You don't have to go to hell. It's really yeah. the main benefit. Yeah, that too. But uh, for some reason, the violence fiend became even more powerful. So, I mean, what is more violent than a human? So uh, public safety is constantly feeding him poison through a plague doctor mask in order to weaken him so that he <laughs> is manageable. I love him so much. <laughs> and he is a complete goober that chews the scene and talks like he is also in a shonen anime. He is one of the most self-aware characters in the whole thing. At one point, which we will get to later, but at one point he basically goes, Masika, my most powerful attack. It didn't phase <laughs> you. We also have the spider devil who doesn't get a lot of screen time. Uh, she is... Uh, not your standard uh, <laughs> spider GF. Uh, she does have many legs, though. It's very disturbing. <laughs> uh, and then we have the twink devil. I mean, the angel devil. Yeah, he's I guess people are really afraid of angels, but only like cherubs like it's He's got the cherub style, like he's got a halo and white feathery wings. And other than that, he just looks like a bishi. But he's insanely powerful is the big thing. Like, so people yeah. must fear him a lot. Well, hey, hey, fear of God. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say fear of God. Like immediately upon introduction, what happened was the village he was born in. Uh, he killed all of them by touching them. Yeah, because when he touches you, he siphons off your lifespan. And he can make weapons out of it. You, you know, as angels do. Yeah, they're, they're not no, ultra clear on it. They are pretty clear on it. He he makes weapons. It's just his, he uses the life force to make weapons. Yeah. They don't really just go into it anymore, but I think it's pretty yeah. clear he can yeah. make weapons from people's life force. Like, mm -hmm. And finally, in this roster rundown, we have the new and improved Aki, who is just going full left for dead. He found the katana and he is having a grand old time running into the horde. Uh, he banters a bit with Angel Devil, which becomes a thing. And as they're making their way further into the building, rematch time! Aki versus Snake Girl! And Snake Girl was like, I know exactly how to get at you. 
<laughs> really interesting moment because she has the uh, snake devil spit up the ghost devil, trying to use that against Aki as a means of psychological warfare. It's easy for the audience to forget. It's also easy for the characters to forget. The devils have personalities. They have wants and desire. It's a really cool moment where this seems like it's going to be this like knife twisting evil moment. But then reality sets in and the ghost devil has nothing against Aki. In fact, the ghost devil remembers how much Himeno loves Aki. We see a like memory flashback sequence. A, a beautiful memory of Himeno teaching Aki how to smoke. <laughs> yes. As a minor. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the ghost devil reaches out a hand and offers something to Aki. It is a single cigarette with easy revenge written on it. And Aki takes the cigarette, walks up the now proffered hand to uh, stand atop the ghost devil, and beheads it and then looks at snake girl who is just jaw dropped like what the hell you were supposed to fight him damn it not roll over and he's like i'm taking my revenge now the ghost devil is blind it can only sense fear i have no fear of the ghost devil <laughs> i forgot about that part i think oh, i blocked yeah. it out <laughs> it is a great line it's shown in protagonist dumb it's pretty good yeah that is how snake girl is defeated she doesn't get a chance to summon up the big snake as far as i remember she just gets captured so, oh right because kobeni uh pulled more ultra instinct nonsense i love kobeni in this because she shows up to the thing going like i thought you would have quit when everyone else quit i'm so close to my pension <laughs> or bonus, yeah, bonus. Pensions, it's, yeah, it's, man yeah. <laughs> devil hunter pensions would be like the biggest scam ever because you got <laughs> like 29 in this <laughs> it, it, it's just a slush fund oh man but yeah kobeni just appears behind snake girl with a knife to her neck and is like all right you're under arrest let's go and this is so absurd it made me smile it's a kitchen knife like what the <laughs> hell are you doing with that <laughs> Didn't she have a kitchen knife originally because she scavenged it from the hotel? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh my god, is that the same damn kitchen knife? I mean, probably. Who's gonna miss it? I still hate this character, but the way that they use her as an absurd joke in darkness... Like, I didn't hate her here, I, mm -hmm. I guess. Well, she has the great scene where she gives, she's like, she like cracks for a single second like you're supposed to do as a devil hunter if you want to survive. You're supposed to treat it like a game because treating mm -hmm. it seriously is going to get you killed and ultra instincts just start to tap. Yeah, immediately the trumpets start playing. But while all this is going down, Denji and Power are making their way up in the elevator to face Katana Man. They stop at a floor and it's full of zombies and Power goes, all right, time to show the results of my training. Denji, watch this carefully and sing about the glory of Power, the strongest of them all. And Denji just... <laughs> Hits like the closed door button and ru keeps riding up. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they they start off. The, the door opens. None of the zombies have turned around yet. And I think it's even Power who says we have to be quiet and stealthy. They haven't noticed us yet. No, it's Denji. Denji says that. Yeah, is it Denji? OK, of course, it's Denji. Of course, it's Denji because it makes sense. <laughs> Power needs to do the opposite of whatever Denji just said. <laughs> That's true. Power seems like the kind of person to say, let's go uh, stealth, and then immediately start screaming about how great she is. That That's is being stealthy. <laughs> 
But yeah, power goes on her left for dead rampage. She's having a grand old time, and Denji, he's just like, okay, just, I got I got a like she's doing well at everything. It was just very unnecessary. Uh huh. Yeah, and like she's doing fine. She's doing great, <laughs> as we yeah. see from the few panels. Yeah, she had a, she had a fun day. Mm-hmm. No one yelled at her. I mean, what more could you want? Yeah. Well, they yell at her later. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, I got a boss fight to get to. <laughs> Denji arrives at the top floor where Katana Man is. They have another bit of a chat. And Katana Man's like, dude, if you just roll over and die, I swear I'll make it quick. And Denji's like, why would I do that? <laughs> like, like, dude, you know your grandpa turned into a zombie and that's when I killed him, right? And he was like attacking me. He wasn't a good guy. What part of that aren't you understanding? And he and Katana Man goes, uneducated fools are always the first to lie. Why should I believe you? And then she's like, okay, fine, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I see. Yeah, I don't care if you believe me. It's the truth. And I'm just here to beat the crap out of you anyway. So and it is a sick ass fight. It's oh, my God. Great fight. Oh, I can't wait so to see this good. animated. Me too. Yes. They start fighting in the top floor and then immediately get blasted out the window and are chopping each other up on the way down to crash through the roof of a passing train nearby. Yeah, I mean, Denji's fighting style, as it were, is to literally just flail everything, his everything at someone because he is made of chainsaws. Mm-hmm. So that blasts them out the window. And I, like the panel of them having just blasted out of the window where they're and, like fully transformed and their their bladed arms are locked. Oh my God. And they're falling an through the rain of shattered glass. It is a beautiful piece of artwork. Oh, man, it's it's fantastic. They crash down into the train and all the civilians run away. And this this is where we see the fruits of Denji's training. This is where we see his tiny pea brain has become large and (laughs) uh, and folded and wrinkled with thoughts. (laughs) Oh, my God. God. Anyway, uh, the other thing that I couldn't help but notice is that there was at least one civilian who didn't get out in time, and Denji made a point of getting between that civilian and the Katana Devil, Mm -hmm. and he's the reason she lived. Yeah, he did a good job. There was intentionality to that. You know, it's not like like he sacrificed an injury to save this person or anything. He's still Denji, but like he's doing his job as a member of public safety. He's prote- like he's not just fighting devils. He's actually protecting people. And it's a really cool moment for him because it's super subtle. It's a continuation of what we saw earlier last section where um, a guy was in the car that was being thrown and he took the time to catch it and put it down gently rather than let mm-hmm. that guy die. Because Denji has to be the big damn hero, even when that's actively detrimenting him every step of the way. <laughs> I feel like if there, if it was between winning a fight and saving civilians, I feel like Denji's the type of person who would win the fight. He's not Deku. He's not that self-sacrificing, but like he cares enough to protect people. Yeah. And the fact he does that wallet, horrible chainsaw monster really speaks volumes. <laughs> I didn't like Denji being as waffling as he was near the end of where we read last time. But like this whole sequence is absolutely Denji at his best, because not only do we get this really cool, subtle moment of him not just fighting devils, but also more so doing his job because he knows the reason that he gets fed and gets a place to live that's, you know, warm and safe is not just because he fights devils, but because it's a job to do. 
So he's doing his job. He outwits his opponent completely. It is absolutely Denji's strategy. This moron strategy. The way that he outsmarts him is freaking genius. And he also just pulls out something new. Did you know his legs could also turn into chainsaws? I didn't. Katana <laughs> Man didn't. But after he cut off one arm, then the second arm, and Denji taunts him going like, hey, you dumbass, I've still got a chainsaw in my face. I can take you down. It's another yep. Monty Python moment. It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> but the big thing is he does that so that the Katana Devil focuses his head and doesn't not notice him cut him in half with his leg chainsaw. Yeah, you know, like it makes sense. Like he's. You know, he's actively choosing to pull chainsaws out of his arms. Like, it's not something we've seen before, but it's a perfectly logical extension of mm -hmm. the way that this world works. And he even points it out. I did that on purpose. This idiot completely fooled you. Yeah. And the part that I love is Matt said cut in half. I think we need to point out he didn't get cut in half at the waist. He got cut in half vertically. <laughs> Yep. And perfectly cleanly, too. Yeah. Well, right up until he falls apart, one half going in either <laughs> direction, and then the guts splay everywhere. Oh, it's disgusting, but it's so cool. Such a good fight. Just <laughs> It is such a good fight. And it wraps up in the most beautiful way. Katana Man and Denji drop out of their uh, fiend forms, and Katana Man, you know, regenerates. And Denji ties him up to the train. And... Uh, Denji's standing there like, all right, I'm pretty sick of you. I'm going to hold a tournament. And Aki walks up and he's like, oh, hey, Aki, perfect, oh perfect timing. You can join in my tournament. What are mm. you talking about? Tournament. Well, you see, we got this asshole here, right? The one who's responsible for killing Himeno. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start hitting him in the nuts. And whoever makes him scream loudest is the winner. What do you think? And he's like, we were here to defeat him, not torture him. And that's not what Himeno would want. And then Aki rolls up his sleeve. What do I get if I win? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's not what Himeno would want. She gave you a cigarette that had easy revenge written on it. <laughs> yep. Well, and, you know, honestly, I'm not going to lie. This is another case where uh, Chainsaw Man absolutely in the second part won me over so much more because there didn't feel like there was much to Aki being spiky shonen pro tag. It felt kind of empty, but he became so much more of a character to me here. Because, like, the catharsis of him being able to just inflict this pain on someone so deserving of it makes him seem more like an actual person. Because um, I think I think I mentioned last time, one of the best scenes was Aki's reaction to the Gun Devil's Rampage. Mm -hmm. Because it's such a human moment. And this is that, too. It's an equally human moment. He is yeah. growing out with his, essentially, at this point, adopted brother mm -hmm. of just getting back at a guy who wronged them by taking turns kicking him in the balls it's it's just so natural and real for what someone would do in this absurd situation they and also I, dedicate like three pages to it and it's amazing of like yeah. different reaction <laughs> images of the guy screaming both of them smiling as they're kicking him and Aki thinking, this is a hymn to you in heaven, Himeno. Do you hear it? <laughs> I and feel like she would appreciate it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, what do they get if they win? Why, the winner gets the family jewels, of course. <laughs> and I don't think we actually, I don't think we actually learn who the winner is. <laughs> I don't think there's much left of the jewels, unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> well, I guess you can regenerate. 
Yeah, yeah. Denji got his ball back. Yeah, that is true. He did. But did that only happen because he fused with Poochie? Well, Poochie. the other guy also fused with uh, the Katana Devil. In like the same no. way, so yeah. You well, know, now that you mention it, they don't actually go into that. So they actually kind of do, because he does mention um, the Katana Devil is in my heart, but for some reason oh. it's not doing the same thing you're... Like, he makes a point of saying, yeah, it's not working the same way you're transformation works what did you do because we get that little back and forth when they first meet yeah actually right, right. He, he does actually posit a, a suggestion and he says that i have a human heart you never did which actually i'm glad you reminded us of that because that's actually really important for what comes next oh yeah denji wakes up in the middle of the night that he's not a human being yes so there, there's actually a bit before this, and it's it's where I accidentally read to. Akima had promised Denji a date if after completing this uh, particular mission, they go on an all-night movie binge. I know it would require restructuring the entire series to the point where this is a completely unfair ask, but I wish this came way sooner. Because you get Denji and Makima going from movie to movie to movie and neither, it, it none of the movies are doing anything for them they go to a sad movie and makima says something like yeah i could see that the movie was trying to make me cry and it didn't really affect me you know denji is equally unaffected by uh the various movies and then they go to like um makima describes it as the, like this avant-garde piece that people don't understand and they are the only two in the theater just at one point, we see the image of two people hugging on on screen and Denji realizes that he's crying and he doesn't even really understand why. And, he, and Makima's also crying, he sees. Um, like he's trying to wipe away the tears. He doesn't want Makima to see him crying over something that, you know, it, like this isn't even a poignant scene. It's just affecting this way. And he looks over and there are tears streaming down her face, too. Yeah, Denji's just crying uncontrollably and he can't stop it. This was a sea change for me because I liked Denji until he irritated me. Then I didn't hate him, but I didn't like him anymore. And, you know, Makima is this like terrible, terrible character. You know, I liked Himeno, but she was introduced late into the game. There was nobody for me to really care about. And that was what the issue was for me at that point where it's like the art's really good but i just don't care about the story or the people and I, like i don't care if they live or die i don't care if they succeed or fail i just don't care about it this reframes all of makima's stuff because she doesn't feel the same way other people do but she and denji feel the same way they have mm -hmm. a deep genuine connection that no one not even them can understand and no one not even them can put into words i am deeply invested in the in the continuation of their relationship now because makima's not just an evil asshole sadist in a world of evil asshole sadists not worth saving their relationship with each other is something that i care about and i'm invested in mm -hmm. that's what was missing from the beginning of chainsaw man for me <laughs> and well i'm she also looks cute in that casual outfit. She does. Yeah. She does. I mean, she always looks good. She's just very, very scary. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we did skip over a kind of important part. Denji is having these recurring nightmares of um, he is in a dark room. I believe he's also a child. I think yes, that's... Yes, he is yeah. a child. Yeah. Well, not... And, 
He's not, he's younger. Yeah, he's younger, and it's where he approaches this closet. Uh, it's a door. Door. It's kind of got like graffiti on it, so you can assume it's, like, it's not a closet. It's like graffitied up, and it's got posters over it and everything. It's yeah. a dreamscape because like it doesn't even look like the floor is the floor. No. It's a dream sequence, and I am a uh, known connoisseur and aficionado of weird, trippy dream sequences, so I really digged this. <laughs> and he walked up to the door, and he heard, he hears Puchetta on the other side, or like he knows Puchetta's on the other side of the door for some reason. You can tell it's him because of his cartoon eye. <laughs> yeah, and Puchetta's cartoon eye appears in the window of the door, staring at Denji, and Denji's like, oh, hey, Puchetta, you know, long time no chat. How's it been going, homie? And Puchetta says... He said, he says, hey, you at least let me pet you in your dreams. Can I pet you? I love that. Yeah. Don't open the door, Denji. <laughs> can I, can I like, pet you? can I like pet you, buddy? And he says, Denji, don't open it. Wait, don't open what? And then Denji wakes up. Don't open the door, Denji. It opens yeah. darkness and kingdom hearts. <laughs> no. Dark, I mean, dark. that is evil enough for uh, Chainsaw Man, I suppose. I always read Puchetta's voice as goofy. I want to hear your dreams I, I want to hear your true. dreams <laughs> that's nightmare fuel right there yeah, Puchita is a, a, a Disney character he, uh, he wants to make your dreams come true what's the matter Denji you want to get laid <laughs> <laughs> the best of the Disney character so anyway, Denji is having his moment of self-doubt, not sure if he's even really human. He gives to charity because he's a good person with a good heart. Yep. He gets a flower for giving a charity. He eats the flower because it's nutrients. He's Denji. Yep. He's continuing on his way. And then he gets caught in the rain and has to hide in a phone booth. And oh, who's this cute girl that also was caught in the rain and had to hide in the phone booth? You know, she she's taking a real shine to Denji. She, she seems like such a sweetheart. She's a really nice girl. Okay, can 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 I just ask, was anybody else fooled? Because I wasn't fooled. I okay. wasn't fooled. I love Reze so much. I, Reze is one of my favorite characters from this, but did I, anybody fall for that? So um, I'm, feel, I'm feeling called out. What? <laughs> I picked it up when she says, hey, let's go to school together tonight. That was when I was like, that's weird. You're taking him to a second location. I was too caught off guard by the fact that she's like, hey, you should come by my restaurant sometime. And she's being real subtle and coy. And Denji beats her to her job. <laughs> yeah. Then, um, he essentially follows her to her job, but gets there before her. And she's like, oh, I did not expect you to be here today, but that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> we li I literally said, stop by the cafe sometime. We'll hang out. You came by immediately after. You're like, I'm here for my reward. It's adorable. And I love uh, Rize, but... I gotta say, the thing that tipped me off, Denji in his own internal narration is going on about how much he cares about uh, Makima. And so this, this cute girl is getting in on that. My heart belongs to Makima, but my body won't listen. I, it, it's perfect <laughs> Denji of just like, I love Makima. I love Makima. I love Makima. Ooh, Reze, Ooh. hold on. <laughs> this cute little bitty's into me. I will say, and like the fact that she was obviously coming on so strong to him so fast. There's an insert shot of when Denji starts being receptive to her where there's like this coy smile on her face. I'm like, oh, she's evil. Dude, she's basically throwing herself at him. Jacob, I get it. Anytime a woman shows interest in you, it must be because she has an <laughs> ulterior motive. Okay, we get it. <laughs> no, no, that's my... 
that's my thing. That's <laughs> that's my problem. Sam, we can share that. <laughs> Denji starts regularly going to this cafe to hang out with her because, man, she's so nice. She's so cute. You know, I complained about Denji, like, completely forgetting Makima even existed with the French kiss thing, and it was played as a joke. And mm -hmm. it made Denji seem flaky and like you know everybody was saying well that's a natural thing for and like yeah i get that that's that's a natural way that this character could be but the thing i really liked here because like they bond really fast but like denji doesn't just forget makima exists as soon as someone attractive shows the mildest interest in him that's kind of what i wish happened the first time or at least it was more obvious yeah looking back on it Having seen this scene, I understand that the French kiss thing was played as a joke. I get that. But it didn't play that way to me reading it the first time. And that's kind of why I say I wish I wish I was a fast enough reader to have just read everything again, because I am sure I would have a much higher opinion of the beginning of Chainsaw Man with the context from this stuff. Hold on, Jacob. Last episode, you said you wouldn't have continued reading past like chapter seven, so you wouldn't have gotten this far. No, and, and that's why I said earlier in this episode that I don't rescind my previous recommendation of you're going to know whether you like it or not, and if it's not grabbing you, check out something else that's more up your alley, because... It, and in my opinion, it is a flaw that they don't put their best foot forward and don't give you that, for example, that connection between Makima and Denji earlier on to give you that thing to latch onto in this world of darkness. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that kind of drew me in because it gave me a mystery like, hey, what is up with Makima and why is she what is up with her behavior? Like where you say you like to have it up front, I kind of was drawn to the fact that I had to keep reading to discover more. And that's why I say it's taste and not quality. Because I just didn't, I, like, Makima wasn't an interesting enough character. Because if I have all the information that. up front, then I feel like I already know everything. And I'm like, well, this is going to end this way. Oh, wait, right. I was right. Guys, 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 we get it. You both simp for Makima. But can we talk about my girl <laughs> no. Reze while she's on the screen? Yes, we yeah, can talk seriously. about Reze. Let's Reze do it. Simp club. <laughs> Makima gets enough attention. Reze needs some attention now because okay. basically. I want to be president of this fan club. Reze deserves a fan club. But um, no, yeah. basically what has been happening over the week is uh, she's been doing homework for school, essentially, I guess. Denji takes notice of this and then goes, man, I wish I could read. And she's like, what? You're 16, you can't boy. read? Let okay. me teach you how to read. <laughs> Let me teach you this word. <laughs> that says pervert balls. Haha, -ha, you can read. Nope, those are the only two kanji I understand. And this <laughs> sentence explaining it. <laughs> yes. which, which sounds about right for Denji. It does sound about right for Denji. Which I like... also find hard to believe because those characters are very... I mean, they're not that common. So someone would have had to go out of their way to teach them to him. He had to understand the kanji for balls because he sold one of his. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah, with that, with that context, I buy that. Probably yeah. to a pervert. <laughs> but why just one? You don't sell both. You, ne you need the other one. I'm just saying, but why just one? Because you have a spare. Are we really litigating why Denji sold exactly one of his testicles when we have Rize over here that we can be analyzing? Fine. You know what? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Jacob. My dream girl out of a 90s manga basically goes like, hey, I know. Do you want to sneak into the school after dark? 
Ooh. It's just be the two of us, and I can teach you what it's like to go to school. Ooh. And Denji's just like, I will literally follow you anywhere because apparently I've been given free reign to just go. That kind of gets mentioned later on that the department has given him the ability to just walk around freely now. Yeah, that's kind of bizarre because I guess because weren't they threatened on pain of obviously death and being hunted to, you know, just run off. So I guess he has to check in somehow. Yeah, like, but he's been like a good soldier recently and he... he that he actually mentions in this scene of them going to the school that like I'm actually or not in this scene of going to the school. It's in the next scene with Rize. He says, I'm actually like doing pretty good at my job. They're giving me more privileges and I, I actually got like a career goal now. Yeah, he needs schooling. He's already, you know, mm-hmm. doing doing the job thing. He's doing the grind. But I do love the moment when they get into the school that Rize uh, points out, I still think your situation is kind of screwed up. And he's like, I mean, I get three meals a day in a bed. That's all I need. And she's like, that's the bare minimum in Japan. Yeah, but they have a really cute after like breaking into the school at night date, like manic pixie dream girl energy all over this place. <laughs> uh, like she hosts really like a lesson where she's like, what does this say in English? And he's like, I have no idea. It says big ass. big ass (laughs) oh my gosh i just want to see like denji just running around the town just screaming random english (laughs) English. crude english uh we do have however a looming threat because we had a cutaway where a man with like a weird scar down the middle of his face was talking with the typhoon devil and he's like all right i gotta get chainsaw's heart I think I'm just going to pull a trick I did back in the day where I found a devil hunter's wife and kid and skinned them and then showed him the skin and he gave up. Yeah, I think I'm going to try that one again. That's a good idea. I love the juxtaposition of the scene of like, yeah, I'll find the thing they care about most and destroy it in front of them. And then we cut immediately to a panel of Reze going like, hey, let's go skinny dipping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she asks Denji a question and he's like, This is overloading my brain. I'm I'm overheating here. And she's like, Well, we got a pool. We could cool off there. Yeah, and then she starts stripping and Well, hey, what is she gonna do? Get her clothes wet? Like you're gonna <laughs> drown, right? You need to you need to take everything off. I love every bit of Denji's thought process here. <laughs> yeah. Because he sees this girl stripping in front of him, he's like, those are the first boobs I've seen. First nipples, bottoms too. <laughs> <laughs> there there is a moment that I absolutely adore. And she's like, come on, Denji, I'll teach how to swim. Just get in the water. And he's like, I don't know. I don't see why I'd ever need to learn how to swim. And she takes off her shirt and it's just her bra clad boobs there. And that is just it for one panel. Next panel, Denji, I'm starting to see the appeal. <laughs> he he is a simple man who is easily motivated. It's not. <laughs> I'm saying that's the trend throughout this entire, entire series. He's a simple guy. And I, and I love it. Denji's date's going pretty well. It's going pretty well. She's naked. He's naked. Well, he, he also has a, another great moment where he thinks, if I get naked, then I'm betraying Makima. Stay strong, Denji. Don't do it. And then the next panel, him naked in the same pose. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Mine's telling me yes. But my body. My body. Mine's telling me no. But my body. It's absolutely spectacular. Uh, it's, it's a great, great moment. 
And then for some reason, she uh, goes to the bathroom. <laughs> well, no, well, no. Uh, they get in the water and they're swimming around for a bit. And then it starts raining and they decide to get out and get back inside the school. And they're all soaking wet. She's talking with Denji a bit more. And then she's like, all right, I got to use the bathroom, BRB, and runs out of the room. And that's when uh, Scarface Typhoon Man shows up and he's like, I just need like your lips and an eyeball. Maybe that'll wear chainsaw out. Come here. Give, I, got, I got my knife. Come here. At which point she does something that's totally not suspicious at all. She doesn't run towards Denji. She runs towards the roof where there are no witnesses. Mm -hmm. And then once she's alone on the roof with him, she breaks out the ARB Russian combat techniques. She mastered the uh, basics of CQC, gets this guy in an immediate chokehold, drops to the ground, is choking him to death and starts singing in Russian. For a lot of panels. <laughs> yeah, it's very long. Uh, and I'm just sitting there like, oh, what a shock. She turned out to be evil all along. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I'm feeling you... very attacked here, Jacob. I don't appreciate it. She was pouring it on too strong. Sam, Sam, life lesson. If they're pouring it on too strong, <laughs> something's up. Sam. Jay, you know I haven't learned this lesson. Sam, I, I don't think you should listen to Jay and Jacob when it comes to not being able to trust people. They're not teaching you a good lesson. <laughs> you both know me in real life. You have implicitly know I do not learn this lesson. I'm just well, saying. How many Russian spies do you end up dating, Sam? <laughs> More than you'd think. <laughs> we keep on getting the same results. You need to try something different. That's about Sam's uh, love life and more about Denji's because uh, we learned There's that There's a lot his... of overlap here, though. <laughs> well, because after she kills this dude, the storm stops and then the water and the puddle starts swirling and... Down a drain that wasn't there before. Yeah, yeah. And the typhoon devil just goes, Oh, shit, Lady Reze, my bad. Didn't know this was your turf. Later. <laughs> And then and she, she says, you're weird. not going anywhere. Yep. yep. She's like, clean up the body and I forgive you. OK, sure thing. You are on call now. You are my toady until I say otherwise. Both of them are after the chainsaw's heart, which mm -hmm. uh, Reza is just trying to go about it the uh, old fashioned way mm -hmm. by going to the festival. Going yeah. to the festival. Second date. Second date, they're going to see the fireworks. They've got a uh, special secret secluded no one around location where they can watch the fireworks all by themselves with no She's witnesses. She's watching a lot of like anime, I swear. <laughs> all these dates. Yeah. That's a romantic moment. Come on. It, it is a legitimately romantic moment. Yeah. Look, hey, we got to agree about one thing. That kiss she had with Denji. Explosive. <laughs> yes. Very That's a word for it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's definitely going to be one he's not going to forget. Yeah, so she lures Denji into a secluded location at the festival uh, and then kisses him as the... A asks him to run away with her. He, that is important. It's sort of obvious relatively early on, sorry, Sam, that, he, that she's evil, but, like, their romance is pretty darn natural. Like... I buy that when she says she wants to run away with Denji, like she's trying to recruit Denji for the gun devil's purposes, obviously. To get an idea of like timeline, like they've been seeing each other for at least a couple of weeks now. Yeah. I think it might actually be a week. Yeah. He's been going to the cafe every day that week. They go to school that night and the next day they go to the festival. Yeah, it's fast. But, you know, it's easy to forget they're teenagers or, you know, at least Denji is. It's obvious where Rize's, uh real loyalties lie because, 
we'll see as this arc goes on. There's a there's a sort of point where the allegiances are locked in, so to say. I believe her when she was uh, asking him to run away with her. Like, I think I think she honestly did care about Denji, just not enough. She goes in for one final kiss with Denji, and it's really romantic. The fireworks are exploding. They're prob- they're Frenching, and you want to know how I know they're Frenching? Because she bites his tongue off! Yeah, it's, uh... That's super hot, guys. It reminds you that you're reading Chainsaw Man, because uh, it's about as graphic as it can be. Yeah. What, oh, Den? You're not into that? <laughs> <laughs> definitively, no. I am definitively not into that. Denji falls over, spitting blood from his mouth and screaming, though it's drowned out by the fireworks. And there is a very unnerving panel of... Denji's POV looking up at her and she's looking down at him. Big smile, the girlish blush on her face, mouth open, the tip of his tongue resting on hers. She then pulls a knife and cuts off the hand he was trying to uh, pull the ripcord with. You know, it really looks like this is it for our boy Chainsaw. Thankfully, we actually neglected to mention this earlier, but Power has been temporarily out of commission because she drank too much blood in the zombie attack. And so she needed to be she needed to have a bloodletting session in order to get back under control. That was so cute. She got too strong. I, I got too strong and more horns. It's important that we don't, we forgot to mention this because I'm pretty sure Denji forgot he was being followed. Yes, he very much did because, um, because he was uh, with Power Gone. He was buddied up with Beam the Shark Fiend, who was swimming in the sidewalk behind him this whole time. Which, uh, we don't really get covered a lot, but it does come up occasionally. Um, Beam is a super fan of the Chainsaw Devil. Oh, yeah, he's a fanboy. He calls Denji Lord Chainsaw. He's adorable. He simps, or specifically the Chainsaw, we should say, as uh, me and Matt do for Makima. (laughs) But uh, we have a very interesting note here as Beam leaps in to save Denji and is sliding down the hill. And he's like, crap, I didn't recognize her scent. She's bomb. Has she been wearing that choker the entire time? I, she I had been wearing the choker the entire yeah. time. She reaches up to her choker and pulls a grenade pin out of it and her head explodes and she turns into the bomb devil. And she's got like a nuclear warhead for her face. It's so freaking cool as a design. I, I will say from the neck up, I love it. I don't know why she's mostly naked. Well, also, you have to remember her physical, her figure is more mature as well. So, Jacob, do you want an actual answer? It's because her body explodes. Yeah. What I'm saying is her her clothes don't regenerate is what's happening. Chainsaw Man. She has an outfit that stays on her. It's made of TNT. Yeah. Yeah. The, The thing is, the panty shot in the middle of an otherwise excellent fight took me out of it for exactly one panel. But But I mean, but Jacob, girls have panties. That's just a fact. It's not even like a sexualized panty shot. Like it's. It's windy. She's wearing a very exposing dress. It's, it's, It's framed specifically to catch it. It's. It mildly irritated me. You're right. Jacob is mildly irritated by women appearing on screen. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, <sighs> what well, we get Denji fighting an exploding girl in like in a series of insane shots is what happens. And basically yeah. he's trying to get Denji away because mm-hmm. they're trying to, you know, gather gather some ground there. They're kind of out of their element. We see exactly how powerful Rize is because not only does she completely clown Denji when Beam is running away and she manages to drop in front of him anyway because she's got Bakugo movement tech, 
like to the nth level she slams down in front of him and is like all right hand him over and you don't die and he's like i cannot abandon lord chainsaw and he gets a giant freaking shark head and goes to bite her and she practically blasts his head off with one move <laughs> it it goes exactly how you would expect it to at the cost of a bunch of civilian devil hunters showing up in order to distract her <laughs> yeah. distract. They, it did make her look away from denji and beam for a second to reduce them all to atoms and splatters of red and then by the time she turned around they were long gone was that when he goes to the safe house for like a short amount of time he goes to he goes to division two their headquarters where aki conveniently was because he had previously been in division two and then transferred to special division four this i think is something that they made clear in the previous part we read which was a while ago so i'm relatively certain there are public safety divisions one through whatever and then there was special sa uh, public safety one through four and it's special public safety that like got attacked in the yakuza incident Mm -hmm. and uh all got folded into one division so aki is basically going back to the as normie as devil hunters get normies for a training session with those guys yeah with his old buddies we get like a great little panel of a guy saying like yeah aki in about six years i'll be a division head you should be on my team and aki's just like you oh. got it bro yeah and then angel devil's just sitting there like hey why'd you lie to him <laughs> Angel. You're gonna die. Oh my god, Angel, just every pop in is just like, I want to strangle you so bad, but I can't. <laughs> Angel like doesn't deserve the voice I gave him. <laughs> I, I, know. I, I like Angel Devil. I've, I've, I, I vibe with Angel Devil because one of the things that he, one of his character establishing traits is that he would rather die than work. <laughs> <laughs> um, and to be fair, the the moments where he's like questioning why Aki is humoring someone, even though he knows that's actually a pretty good character moment for Angel, because that is mm -hmm. kind of the turning point of his character, because he doesn't understand why. Why is anyone trying? This world sucks. We should all just die and be done with it. Yeah, yeah. Jacob, I'm, I'm a little concerned how your response to most universes is if it's not going good, just pull the escape cord like you've done this before where it's like, well, everything's not perfect. I hope everyone dies. When did I do that before? I've heard you say the same statement before. Maybe it was for Chainsaw Man, actually. It's a level of darkness that is unpleasant to me is what my issue with Chainsaw Man had been. That's sort of Angel Devil's perspective. This world is not worth, you know, working for. But Aki's connection with these people, you know, like it doesn't it doesn't change angel devil's mind entirely by any means but seeing people work at it in spite of how bad it is it starts the the change but this uh this moment is very quickly collapsed as beam uh bleeding from multiple wounds and chard crawls in with denji who is equally screwed up and it's like yeah. denji's been out of commission this whole time bad bad very bad lady following us very bad bomb devil bomb devil coming I love how we get like the few panels of uh, Reze in her human form trying to be like, hey, guys, how's it going? And none of them fall for it. It's yeah, amazing. No, she's like, oh, no, a devil's chasing me. Please come save me. You look pretty chill for a devil chasing you. Mm -hmm. I, I think the implication is supposed to be she's pretty convincing. It's just the division two is just like, no, that's probably a devil. One of them even goes, uh, if a devil's chasing you, why are you smiling like that? <laughs> 
Yeah. I think it's that the tone of voice is very convincing, but they can see from her body language. But she's like, oh, well, that didn't work. Plan B, kill them all. And she, you know, transforms back into bomb devil form and hurls her head into the open door and it explodes. It goes off like a package of C4. Yeah, her head is a grenade. It's actually kind of a cool moment because um, two of them use, I don't think, I don't know if there's a moss devil, but two of them use a power to grow moss in her body to like rot her organs. Was it moss or was it mold? It's mold. Was it mold? Okay. People are afraid of mold, so that makes sense. Uh, That's fair. You can regenerate from that, but it doesn't get rid of the mold that is still in your body that is still repeatedly eating your organs away, which is a pretty clever way of, you know, dealing with a devil. Yeah. Yeah. Mitigating regeneration powers, at which point she cut she takes off her head because she she takes it off like a grenade and chucks it. There wasn't any mold in there. And uh, they specifically say, can you grow mold in her brain when she takes the head off? And it's like, uh, no. And (laughs) she hurls the head, which explodes like a grenade, taking out the guys with the mold devil contract. Yeah. And, you know, I got to say, you know, we talk about Division two getting annihilated really quickly. They get annihilated quickly, but they hold up pretty well for how powerful Rize is. They actually do a very respectable job of holding their own. They get completely annihilated, but they do a good job of holding the line. Long enough for Aki, Angel, Beam, and Denji to all get in a car and start driving away. And Aki's like taking command of the situation. Okay, Angel, you need to feed him some of your blood so he can regenerate and get back up. I'm going to try to radio for support. And he's driving down the highway, Rize chasing them with explosions through the air. Very Vegeta versus Android 18. (laughs) He can only get dubstep or like heavy metal, some sort of loud music on the radio. And that's when Denji wakes up. (laughs) (laughs) It's my theme song playing. I love it so much. In my eagerness to get to that moment, I have skipped over something very important. Another reason they were able to get so far away in the car is because Violence Fiend showed back up. Isn't that during the car chase? I think that's during the car chase. He does kind of jump out of nowhere. Yeah. He like jumps out of nowhere with a hiya! Uh, kicking Rize around. Then he goes for his super powerful ultimate attack, which swells his legs up to like 30 times the size of muscle. And she just barely flinches as she blocks it. It's a really cool moment because like, oh crap, this guy is actually threatening. I need to take him seriously. Whereas he's like, well, I'm going to run now. Bye. (laughs) Time for a tactical retreat. Kobeni, she's really strong. Leave. And Kobeni has like fallen to the ground. And is like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll quit, I'll quit, I'll quit. And thus the chase resumes. But Denji is now up and ready to go. And barely has enough blood to be operating but that screw it that ain't gonna stop him and he has a moment i very vibed with he he thinks you know what i realized every woman i've met has tried to kill me so screw you i'm gonna kick your ass the one thing that i i noted there is one woman who hadn't tried to kill him because when he first met makima someone else was going to kill him she spared him. She doesn't appear in the little collage vision in his brain. Yeah. Um. Actually, I think she does. That's that's sort of the reason why I noticed it, because like Denji hasn't really made that connection. If he goes on a rampage as a devil, if he doesn't do what public safety says, then as a matter of him being a rampaging fiend, they'd have to kill him. Makima is in a sense holding him under a threat of death, but like. Not in a sense, he's actively threatened to kill him. <laughs> but. She's also saying, do this job and we'll pay you in the things that you've always wanted. It's not the same as Power who, you know, 
just straight up tries to kill Denji on occasion because it's power. She's awful. It's not all these other devils and devil hunters who have actively tried to kill him. The the interaction that like he's thinking about, he fell unconscious into her arms, and that mm. was a moment of a person sparing him, not yeah. threatening him. Poor Denji, that the best he can hope for is not actively trying to kill him on list of women. <laughs> yeah. Just threatening to do yeah. so if you don't do exactly what she wants. Because but, she has no need for disobedient dogs. Direct <laughs> quote from Makima. Yep. But he engages Rize, and it is <gasps> a... Really? Wow, they move so fast, those young kids. <laughs> it's only been a week. In battle, he engages her in battle, in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh, she even had a ring. Oh. Because <laughs> she's a grenade. Yeah, because he's a good that's, that's, that's good. <laughs> she is kind of styling on him, blasting him up into the sky and then slamming him down into the ground. It's, it's pretty brutal, and it's not going at all well for Denji. And the only thing that saves him as he is once again reduced to basically a torso of charcoal meat and his head as she is going to defeat him is Aki pretending to be among the dead in the rubble. <laughs> he stands up, lops one of her arms off with his sword, then violence runs in and kicks her and she quickly regenerates the arm. But she's like, whoa, whoa. I'm like anemic here, and now it's two on one. Don't you think this is a little unfair? Shouldn't you give me a handicap? And Violence says, hmm, she does have a bit of a point. What do you think, Aki? No. Ah, well, you heard the boss man. Sorry. Good job, Aki. Don't be a shonen protagonist. It will get you killed. <laughs> and that was my that was the moment that just secured Violence Fiend as my favorite character. <laughs> it's actually not two on one. It's two on two. Typhoon Devil is here. And he's freaking huge. He's a typhoon. Yeah, typhoons are big. I mean, whole ass typhoon just appears, tearing down more of the city. This is this is in the middle of Tokyo. Except the center is like a baby doll head with blades yeah. coming out. It's yeah. It's very disturbing. And I'm pretty sure that like the swirling winds are actually intestines. I'm not really sure. But either way, it is sufficiently disgusting and currently destroying Tokyo because they are in the middle of the city. They are in the urban center. And oh, it's it's a lot. Angel Devil finds a dying woman, takes her over and pours her blood into Denji's mouth in order to revive him. And he's like, all right, I'm getting back in there. I'm going to fight her again. Dude, no, you need to like actually think and use your powers. Yes, use your powers. That classic shonen moment. Maybe try like, maybe, OK, you're like chainsaws, right? Maybe try detaching the chains and using them to like swing around as a movement thing. Beam chimes in with, yeah, I think I remember Master Chainsaw doing something like that. It was really cool. And Denji's like, I understand exactly what you mean. <laughs> And he does indeed detach his chains, not to start Spider-Manning around, but to turn them into reins that he puts in Beam's mouth after he turns into big shark form. And it's Denji in Chainsaw Man form riding on the giant multi-eyed shark. It's beautiful. So great. Battle. Beam is such a good sport about this because he does not want to be here right now, but he is so loyal to Lord Chainsaw. I will accept this. Well, first of all, he's like, not what I meant, not what I meant, not what I meant. Crap. <laughs>
<laughs> and then Denji's like, let's go, let's get in there. And he's like, all right, Lord Chainsaw, let's do it. Hi ho, beam, away. And then we get three amazing panels of Denji Chainsaw Man riding a shark into a hurricane to fight a bomb woman. <laughs> That's no, but it is a Sharknado. It is a Sharknado. It's a Sharknado. That is the title of the, that is the title yeah. of the chapter. Oh my God, is it? I didn't notice. I, I wasn't reading really the titles. It oh, is. that's amazing. That's amazing. If you don't think the mangaka is doing these outrageous scenes on purpose, <laughs> that should be all the proof you need. <laughs> Oh, I need to start reading the chapter titles. And while all of this madness is happening, there are high winds going down and Aki and Angel Devil are just trying to get to cover. They get behind a telephone pole and Aki's like, you need to hold on or you're going to get blown away. I don't know. I kind of wanted to die anyway. <laughs> Look, dude, seriously, just stop trying to get a grip on me. You'll eventually touch my skin instead of my clothes and then you'll get your lifespan sucked away. Just let me go. I've wanted to die since I was born. And <laughs> God. he's. Angel Devil is getting blown away, and Aki is unwilling to let another buddy he die is, in front of he him. He is that. He is that guy. <laughs> he lunges forward, grabs Angel Devil by the ankle, yanks him back into the cover. He grabs him by the hand. Yeah, he grabbed him by the hand. That's yeah. why it's important. Oh, grabbed him by the hand. Yeah, yeah. that's why. Like, like Aki knows that this is going to shorten his lifespan. He doesn't care. The only thing he cares about is, do I have enough life to kill the gun devil? He actually asks, how much did that cost me? And remember, this is like a couple of seconds of skin to skin contact. And Angel Devil's like, yeah, that cost you about two months. That's acceptable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Actually show how powerful Angel Devil is with that lifespan sucking power. Yeah, they mentioned that Angel Devil is one of the most powerful, at least in Section 4, not necessarily one of the most powerful mm -hmm. devils generally. But he's just so lazy. Yeah. Well, that's why Section 4 could capture. The thing is, all the devils Section 4 has uh, captured are ones who just kind of want to be there anyway. <laughs> like, uh -huh. they're in jail cells, but they're there voluntarily because they can't really stop them. And that's the thing about power. Power is on what she sees as the winning side. You know, yeah. they, they all have whatever motivations because it's like, you know, the thing about the angel devil is he doesn't actually hold any ill will towards people. No, he doesn't see the point of their actions, really. He, he would just... rather people die suffering. Yes, that was the creepy moment, like, just... I'm a devil more so than an angel. Than an angel. There's a moment where he and Aki are out on a hunt before, you know, all this kaiju battle is happening. And they come across a devil hunter who got severely beaten up by the devil that they were fighting. He was eaten by something. He was eaten by the hog devil, yes. He's like, please kill me. And Aki turns to Angel Devil. And he's like, can you kill him painlessly? And he's like, no, my power doesn't do that. I'm devil first, angel second. And Aki's like, all right, guess it's up to me then. Stab in the head. I think maybe what led me astray is that I think Makima says specifically that he doesn't have any ill will towards humans. He doesn't have ill will because ill will requires effort. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Beam and Denji managed to defeat the Typhoon Devil with relative ease, decapitating him with the chainsaws. 
it's pretty amazing to look at. I forget what happens to Beam, but it gets down to just Denji and Riza. He can't swim through open air. So like they're True. they're fighting against the sides of buildings and they're getting closer and closer to the shore where eventually they run out of skyscrapers for uh, Beam to swim sideways through. And yeah. there's another amazing panel of Denji riding a shark at Rize. You know, as they're sailing through the air, they end up landing on uh, a shorter building and Beam just like, tumbles off to the side. Beam's been taking hits this entire time. He's just done. Beam's also pretty weak. We Yeah, it's just the two of them on the roof. Denji's like, you know, you say that you were faking this whole being in love with me thing. And he's like, I think you're I think you're lying about that. You taught me how to swim. She's like that. That what? No, <laughs> that's not how that works. Either way, I'm still stronger than you. I'm going to beat you right here. And he's like, yeah, I'm sure you think that, don't you? And she blows off his arm as if to say, yes, I do believe that. But the chains of the chainsaw are still there. And he manages to get in close because Denji has learned one thing, and that is to always trade pain for victory. <laughs> and he wraps the two of them up in the chains of the chainsaw. And he says, how much can you explode when you're wet? And throws them both <laughs> in the ocean. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, he does just that. <laughs> so Denji gets her wet, and she can't explode. And she anymore. can't explode anymore. Yeah. And they sink deep into the water and both drown. And then the series is over. Good job, guys. We finished. <laughs> yeah, no, Beam fishes them both out of the water. Because he's a shark. Because <laughs> he's a shark. So he gets them out of the water. And they both wake up because regenerative fiend powers the next morning. Again, just securing why I like Denji so much. Despite everything that happened, he still honestly thinks that there is some humanity and goodness in Riza that and like a connection between the two of them. And he wants to at least have the opportunity to let that continue. And she's like, no, that's not going to happen. And she and she walks away. He's like, I'll be waiting for you at the cafe at noon. Yeah. And that's sort of the moment that I was talking about before where loyalties get locked in, because if Rize really cared about Denji, she could join public safety. Mm -hmm. Even if she wasn't going back to the gun devil, I think that there was regret in her walking away and that she actually did care about Denji, but just she didn't care about him enough. I mean, you know, her. Hold on. Her no, lawyer, she definitely does care about Denji. <laughs> she yes. cares about Denji, but not enough to make sacrifice, you know, make the sacrifice of going against the gun devil. Mm -hmm. oh, you know, oh, that's, that's not well, more so make the sacrifice of joining public security because Denji offers to run away with her. Yeah. yeah, he packs up his stuff from the apartment and goes to the place to meet her uh, at the cafe. Or after being re like reveals the bit of information he has on her. Kishibe. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. He does have a little meeting with uh, Makima, doesn't he? No, not with Makima, with a random police officer, I think. I thought it was Beam. Like, apparently he... Beam wouldn't know. Are you, are you talking about the where Reze came from? No, but Beam mentioned that he knows that she's oh! the partner of the gun devil. Oh, yeah. Right, 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 right. Well, more. more importantly, the bomb devil is the partner of the gun devil, not mm -hmm. Reze is the partner of the... Yes. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Beam knows this, and that 
and public safety is like, wait, how do you know that? And he says, I, I can't say. Miss Makima told me not to say. Because the important thing about Beam is he only ever refers to fiends by their devil. He never refers to them by their human part. He does not care about that. I did not notice that. That's totally true. Oh, yep. that's a good point. That's what he only calls Denji Chainsaw Devil. Or Chainsaw. Yeah, he yeah. only ever calls him Lord Chainsaw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. And he only ever calls Rize bomb. Bomb. She mm-hmm. is the bomb. Yeah, because he specifically goes, I didn't smell it. That's bomb. Because to him. Yeah, Rize's a meat suit. Yeah, mm-hmm. which she's not, actually. She's the same thing Denji is. Mm. She's a devil man. It's really sad because, you know, we, we learn a little bit more about Rize specifically, her backstory. <laughs> We don't even learn specifically about her. We get pontificated on in such a way that it kind of has to be true. Mm -hmm. That um, the USSR had warehouses full of children. They would keep locked in there their entire lives until, assumedly, they contracted with devils. Mm -hmm. And did horrible experiments to them. Yeah, they did experiments on them, which explains why she was singing in, in Russian for... Yeah, she's a Russian child. And this yep. backstory happens as we're watching uh, Reze walk to the cafe to meet up with Denji. See, no, that's the thing. She's not walking to the cafe. She's walking away. She's leaving the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, she goes on like a train, if I remember. She's correctly. heading to the train, I thought. Yeah, Reze is going to leave the city. Because that's the sad part. Like, for all the connection that she made with Denji, she didn't care enough to stick around. But I'm not tries like i mean she's also out of that basement and you know maybe she really enjoyed it but not to the extent where she's like not going to get anything really out of it yeah yeah and that's and that's ultimately what's so sad about it she gets on the train yes but she also ends up going to the cafe and is in the alleyway that the same alleyway she takes to get there initially Mm-hmm. Which apparently takes her longer than Denji, but I, I don't know. <laughs> As we're being told her backstory in like the background, a swarm of rats scurries about her feet. One thing that we didn't mention, one of the things that uh, Rize had been talking to Denji about is that there's, I think it's a proverb about um, a country Co- mouse and a city mouse. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's it's sort of like a, a question about what you value and where you want to be with your life. The city mouse gets to live in an exciting city where there's lots of really good food, but it's extremely dangerous. Everything around the corner is, is set to kill you. Mm-hmm. And the country mouse, you know, has to work a little bit harder for a more meager living, but is much, much safer. It has peace. Yes. Denji chooses the city mouse, while Rize chooses the country mouse. This is a moment that they have alone. There's no one else around. But then, a swarm of rats appears about her feet, and begins piling up to the size of a person. And the rat mouth says, I prefer the country mouse too. And manifesting from the rats is mother (laughs) Makima! That girl is bad news for Denji. He was going to run away with her. I can't have my best little doggy go away. And something uh, important to note here. Um, Rize tries to pull the pin in her bomb to activate her powers again. Makima cuts off the hand in the exact same way that Rize cut off Denji's. You have to like bend your arm in order to get at the ripcord or the pin. So the arm is bent and the cut goes 
uh, up through the tricep and then through the rest. Makima basically says, yeah, yeah, you're not allowed to live. Spears from heaven, Angel Devil finishes her off. Uh, the implication being that uh, it's weapons made from what Aki had lost or sacrificed mm-hmm. to save him. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's given back. And we get a beautiful scene of um, essentially as she's dying, Makima holds her closely and gives her comfort as she slowly drifts into death. Denji had asked in their final conflict, why didn't you just kill me when you first met me? And she didn't give him an answer then, but she thinks in her dying moments. The reason is I've never gone to school either. God (laughs) damn it, Matt. (laughs) Keep ending these reading sessions on things that make me feel very... That's not what we ended on. We end on the best scene of Denji waiting with a bouquet of flowers for his uh, girlfriend to run away with. Like, that's huge. It's a huge bouquet. And I love the waiter guy of the cafe. He's just like, look, she was a hot girl, but I don't think she's showing up. When she leaves, he says, I'll be there at noon. And the guy's like... Dude, it's eight o'clock at night. I need to close. You need to leave. (laughs) And so Denji's still waiting there for her. The door opens and he's like, is it her? And then power is here. (laughs) Yes. Well, I mean, before that, the guy's like, maybe she's not the one. You'll find you'll find your girl. And then power enters. And that's why I start shipping them. And she's like, oh, are those flowers for me? And then Denji starts eating them. <laughs> Denji starts eating the flowers, yes. Honestly, fair reaction. If the alternative is a relationship with power, I'd eat a bouquet <laughs> instead. <laughs> but yeah, that uh, that uh, cliffhanger, not even cliffhanger, that actually wraps up the story pretty yeah, it, 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 it wraps does. it up. But boy, that is an emotional gut punch because yeah. the conflicted emotions. Reze is killed within eyesight of Denji. Mm-hmm. Because the cafe is right outside of the alleyway where Makima kills her. Also, probably a little thing to point out um, how strong Makima must be. That's something that's been reinforced over the course of this. She puts everybody else to shame. Mm-hmm. Well, in all fairness, in order to be good at a fight, you just need to be faster. If you're a devil man and you can't activate your power, then you're still a human. The thing that's been made clear over the couple of times that we've seen Makima attack something like she hits like a truck because, you know, mm-hmm. like there's the stuff about how a gun is one of the most powerful things in this universe because things can't move faster than bullets. Like a devil can tank a shot to like the shoulder or something like that. Makima does not give you that chance. You get splattered when you fight her. So uh, that is the end of our reading. I think it's time that we wrapped up here. And this is, you know, if if your favorite character has changed since last time. Uh, I said that I loved Denji last time. I still do love him. But man, Violence Fiend just (laughs) makes me smile every time he appears. All two of them. But, you know, I'll take what I can get. Yeah, Matt here. Um, I'm going to have to go with Makima is what I said last time. And she's still a great character. But oh man, did Reze shine when she sometimes the stars that shine brightest shine for half as long because mm-hmm. she <laughs> owns the scene every time. A thing really isn't does. beautiful because it lasts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, Jimeno had possibly her best moment in the entire thing in the early parts of this, so I would feel remiss if I didn't pop her. She has a beautiful fight. Yes. Mm. Jacob, do you do you actually have a favorite character now? 
Okay, see, I am 180, because last time it was, I liked Jimeno, so I'm going to say she's my favorite character, but that feels generous. Okay, so I still love Jimeno. My feelings haven't changed actually on Jimeno now that I think about it, because like I said, I accidentally read ahead, so I already had seen her greatest moment. Oh man, Makima is 100% my favorite character now. Denji and Rize are, are close seconds to that, where I, like, those three, a lot of the other characters I'm still really iffy on, like, like I'm 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 warming up to Aki, for example. And I mean, like you're supposed to hate power. So like she, yeah. you know, she's not a bad character. I just loathe her because you're supposed to. And Jay. OK, favorite character, I would have to say definitely Denji. Just every panel, every fight, every conversation. He's just so. How do I say this? Denji. He's just so Denji. <laughs> He's just so. Not serene, but it's just there's no looking reading between the lines, no complexity there. It just there is no artifice. It. Just love it. But I would have to say it's closely tied with Reze, and I don't know why. I really can't personify it, but it just yes. She, she's pretty great. She has a harrowing emotional arc in this. Yeah, and if I had to pick a third, it would probably be Beam. I just like his energy. <laughs> yeah. I like Benji and Beam team. Like, they are just a dream. All right. And now for uh, the waifu choice, uh, everyone say Rize on uh, three. One, two, three. Rize. Rize. <laughs> See, here's the thing. You know how I said I like Makima so much? I don't want to be anywhere near any of these people. They all terrify <laughs> me. <laughs> I'll, I'll give an honorary mention to Kobene because I think she's wrapped around at this point. She had wrapped around for me to just her gimmick being cute. And I, I really love her constantly stressed out face in every panel she's in. <laughs> so she's got that little cute hair clip and it's just, oh, please, no. <laughs> so I'm kind of in the middle. I want to say Reze. But, but you've, you've got to dedicate yourself to the Makima simp squad. I understand. No. We have T-shirts. No. They're of Makima. <laughs> No, I have to have, since we're discussing waifus, have to give the honorary waifu of the angel devil, devil man. I have to, I have to, he deserves, he deserves special mention because just how like defeatist he is about everything. He also does get listed in um, Denji's uh, lingerie yes, fantasy. He's just... The, the bonus chapter of all of his uh, options for partners. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Full color, beautifully drawn lingerie model shots of all of Denji's potential partners, which includes Angel Devil. Yeah. So that's my honorary mention, but Reze. <laughs> yeah. I will say if you twisted my arm and made me pick one, I'm going to say I would pick Makima because uh, as much as I don't for you it's fine as but you know it's as much as i don't trust her the movie theater scene makes me understand her i suppose mm -hmm. like you know obviously not the way denji does that scene makes me still terrified of her but at least understand that there's something beneath it so uh yeah thus wraps up our second foray into chainsaw man uh tune in next week where we do it again because holy crap no we're not actually doing <laughs> episode three of this so soon but thank you for everybody for tuning into the over manga cast make sure to subscribe to the show give us a download whenever you see a new episode pop up on thursdays and of course leave us a review i would appreciate if on pod chaser you did leave a review or any place you left <laughs> to review.
Indeed, even on our Twitter at OverMangaCast, where you can see all of our premier quality posts of the thing we are reading. And next week, Jacob, what the hell is this? We're in for something special next week. We're in for Scoob and Shag, a series that I cannot describe in a single sentence because, well, you'll see. Well, I subjected you to my weird web comic, so I suppose it's only right. Good night, everybody. Well, hold on. Tell them what they need to read first. Pages 1 to 75. No, read the whole thing. Yeah, it's Webtoon. Right. This is going to be a unique experience, folks. (laughs) (laughs) It won't take long, but, you know, do it. (laughs) Uh, Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.